Okay. We are fucking live. Well, not live because I'm, yeah, I, don't have, I, don't, I don't live stream it. I'm going <coughs> to um, put my watch and phone on silent mode. That's a really a good idea. While you do that, I will um, introduce you and I've got a little bit of a story for everyone. Oh, yeah. So this is Kirsty. Um, we've been friends for almost three years, which is yeah, about, it's, it's about as long as I've lived in Australia or like the second time I moved back to Australia. And the way that we met is a, I, I think it's a really, it's a, a very cool story. I don't feel like the, it would come up um, with other people very no, often. Like it's, not. it's a very unique story, right? God, can I tell the story? Yeah, go on. Okay. So we met on Tinder yeah. and we went on our first date. It was great. We got on really well. I mean, I felt like it was a very instant friend zoning first date. Did yeah, you feel that way too? it was probably a very instant it's uh, not, friend it's, zone. And it's not like we had a conversation about it, but I kind of just, I don't know, I didn't really talk about it. I didn't think about it, but it was like an yeah. unconscious, like, I didn't see it going to anywhere else. That's it, because like, probably that. the headspace that I was in was like, I had just gotten out of like mm. a really serious relationship. And it was just a little bit early for me to be considering about actually dating someone. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I wanted to make the effort to try yeah. and, like, help them moving on sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was very glad that you were fine with the whole friend zone. Yeah, and, and it really wasn't when we had a conversation about it. But as, yeah. as I f- continue the story of how we became closer, it's just kind of, yeah, interesting that, yeah. Yeah, we never had a conversation about it, but it just made mm. sense. Yeah. It was, just, it was like we had a feeling, we understood, we kind of had an understanding without talking about it. That's it. And you were a perfect gentleman about it, which yeah. really proves the fact that it was just a baseline understanding of it. Yeah. Because like you never, ever push anything more. No. And it was I've always had, I've, exactly I've, been, I've had a lot of different times going in and out of the Tinder game. Yeah. And I've, I've made so many, like, um, I've made so many friends mm. and not, not that they all lasted or anything like that, but I've had so <laughs> many instances where I didn't make it seem like I didn't go into the first dates thinking that it's going to become something else. I'm going yeah. into the first day like, who the hell knows? And if it turns, and then you can get a feel, can't you start eventually getting a feel, but I'm never, very, I'm never going in there pushing for something else. Which is a really good mentality. Yeah. Because going into that, it yeah, I don't understand the guys do that some people that have the whole mentality of like they're gonna hit up a girl what are you up to mm-hmm. tonight and then they're gonna go have sex I don't get that and the people that are going I'm gonna find my true love and this is this is the one going on a date <laughs> and I'm like okay this is the one and I'm like oh, but who the hell knows <laughs> but no <laughs> so that was yeah we met we had a first date it was cool mm-hmm. um, we both we had so many um, conversations but the thing that really probably stuck was that we both like anime absolutely so yeah. that's probably what really connected us and then um, that was the end of that date. And then I hit you up a week later and I was like, what are you up to? Do you want to hang out later? Go see a movie maybe? Mm. And, and she, I was like, oh, I've just moved. So I'm just like unpacking all my stuff. But like, yeah, I could go out and do something. And I was like, oh, cool. You just moved. What suburb did you move to? <laughs> it's like, oh, Cooperoo. Yeah. So she moved to Cooperoo, which is on the south side of Brisbane. Yeah. And I was like, no, you've moved to Cooperoo. That's crazy. I live in Cooperoo. And I was like, that's, that's really wild. Um, well, send me your address. I can come over, <laughs> come over to you and then we can go to the movies when you're finished moving. So she messaged me the address and I'm, I'm, I pick up my phone and I, I pick up my phone and I'm looking at it and I'm like, huh, okay, what the, huh, hold on. Is it? And I, I message her back and I'm like, can you do me something right now? Can you, can you go outside your house right now? Just out the front. <laughs> And so she, and she goes, okay. And then she walks out the front of her house. I walk outside the front of my house and I'm like, I, I put my hand up over the street and I'm like, yo, what up, neighbor? I'm just like, and she, excuse 
Yeah, and she moved literally <laughs> across the street from me. Yeah, like across the street, like two doors down or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it I couldn't, I could not believe it. It was one in a million odds. Yeah. There was nothing planned about that, and it was just like, oh my god, which is definitely how the friendship grew and everything. Because yeah. it was like, hey. I made too much food. Come over for dinner, yeah. which is how you got me to be accidentally keto for like a month. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, I made some. There were some of those things. I, I was in a really good, like, good stage of diet at that time in my life, mm-hmm. and I was going just no carbs, just any meal that's meat and veggies, but I can make weird. Yeah. Instagram was really helping me out there. My, oh, al- yeah. my algorithm now is just on point. Oh, do you good, have? Yeah. Do you have Instagram? I do, but I don't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit too many negative connotations to my mind. Oh, you haven't fitted your algorithm to yourself then. Oh, no, it's, it's more so like just uh, negative associations oh. from like people and that that I unfollow. used to have on it. You need to follow, unfollow those. Oh, I have, but I've just never been able to get that comfort oh, back okay. to it. Bummer. That's the end of that. It does suck, but I will. Yeah. Um, something I was thinking about, because I was thinking about how I would be having this, telling this story. Mm. And I was, I was wondering about what is your perspective on fate? Because... I've been mm. I've been thinking about fate a lot lately, and this is a good and it's one of those things where it's like, and I'm not one to believe that fate is means that you were fated and you, it's predetermined. Yeah, because I, yeah. I do believe in free will and like you can everyone makes choices and then things happen, but mm. it's hard to make another definition besides fate for what happened, how we met, and how, absolutely, yeah. um, it's kind of like a magical accident. But like, what do you think about fate and all these things? Do you, have, do you have that happen to you and you go, what the fuck's I've that? I've definitely thought about it because like to a degree, I definitely think that fate is something that exists. I mm. don't know if it's linked to any kind of like how higher power or anything, mm. but almost in the sense of like, you know, the world sort of like designs itself in certain ways for things to happen. Okay. Whether that is linked to like stepping into a different version of the universe where that thing has just happened Hmm. is different because you know like uh multiverse theory and all that um, i love multiverse theory yeah we've definitely talked about it in the past i'm a big believer in it yeah exactly it's just kind of like i don't know in my mind there's just endless possibilities exactly if there's endless possibilities then it's possible that there's a multiverse and there's another version of us that's yeah. slightly different and then maybe exactly the same and then completely different. Exactly. But... So that might be, for instance, where fate comes linked in because it's like, yeah. oh, what are the odds that this could have happened? It's like an astronomical. We just happen to be living in the space that that one happened. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, so that... perhaps that's how it is. Or like maybe... Um, because you have like the the force of will and everything that comes into it as well. Maybe mm. if you will something into existence hard enough, which is like people who you know the whole manifesting thing. Yeah. Perhaps there is a little bit of unconscious control that we have mm. on the multiverse and everything, and perhaps okay. I've never seen it in you that could light. I've never uh, I've never throw brought, yourself into it. I've never brought the multiverse theory into my world. In that, mm. in that regard well think about it the multiverse theory is based around the concept of choice right yes for instance like you flip a coin for something in the multiverse theory one side lands on heads one yes. side lands on tails yes so your choices and that comes back into like the idea of manifesting like if you manifest your choices to lead you in a certain path you are more likely to get that fate 
Okay. okay. Even if it's an unconscious sort of thing. I kind of get that. Yeah. And and from my perspective, I've never thought about it in that instance, but there is I, the whole manifesting or willing things into existence. I'm definitely in, I do believe that because I, for, for example, recently when I find podcasts, mm. sometimes I find the perfect podcast for the kind of things that I've been thinking about in the last few days. Mm. And I found it like, like today was where, where it stemmed was because today, um, yesterday I was talking to someone about um, consciousness and religion and the afterlife and all these different links. And then today uh, I put a podcast in my, my episodes to watch. I started, I played their podcast today at work. And the way they were talking, it was just like a very connected up to what I was thinking about yesterday. Mm. And that's a kind of simplistic where I'm finding loops. But then other times I've met people at the right time, in the right place. Yeah. And, like, and my life was really good at that time. And then this person just kind of fit into that mold so perfectly. Mm. And, and it felt like the reason, it, it felt like a fated experience. But then as someone has explained that if you're doing positive things, then positive things happen to you. And I, mm. I, I, mm. if you're in search of... You're not, or if you're not in search, like people say, you're not in search for a relationship, the relationship finds you. Maybe yeah. the same thing for friendships for me sometimes. I've made a few friends kind of faded like you where I'm like, <laughs> the chances of that happening are so slim. So slim. And but there that, was multiple things that had to happen in the background for all of that to mm. even be possible to happen. Like mm. I had to go through that really rough breakup and I had to be kicked out of the house that I was living at yeah. when we had our first date. Yeah. Otherwise... You know, I wouldn't have ended up in that situation. Yeah. How did you find that house? Wasn't it through? Was it through a friend or something? It was. It was actually through another uh, another Tinder date. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, I know. This is many years ago. Don't. <laughs> so many years ago. This is like way back in what, like 2019 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right at the right at the um, beginning of 2019. Yeah, right at the beginning of it. I moved. Yeah. I moved here at the end of 2018, December. Yes. And then I was getting myself settled, and then I was trying to find good old friends. Um, in like yeah. January, February. And January was when my ex and I broke up. Mm. Yeah. So I moved in with a friend, now an ex-friend, um, uh, yeah, who yeah. was like really pushing me to, you know, move on, girl, go and, go and experience life and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. She was actually the one who was like kind of pressuring me to get Tinder on my phone and all that. And I went oh. off and had uh, like literally the first date that I had uh, from Tinder like me and the guy, we just like really clicked and everything. And oh, that's yeah, cool. It was really good dates, you know. Bought him home and yeah, okay, stuff. Got, got, got the yeah. What's the other words? Quietus. <laughs> yes, the, the quietus. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. Of, in my mind, I was just doing this like circle with my finger, like a kid, and I was like, no, 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 we can do better than that. We can do better than that. Quietus. Yes, yes we had the quietus, but um, yeah. The next day, because like he left in the early, early, early hours of the morning and everything. The next day, uh, the the roommate, my friend, was like, "Oh, how was it?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it was so good and everything. Like I I feel really good after that day. You know, it's nice to have good conversation and click with people and like mm. actually feel good about myself again. You mm. know, he left like early hours of the morning and she was like, "Oh what?" She hadn't told me that she wasn't comfortable with people coming back to the house. What? So I had no idea that that was something that was off limits. Wait, is that what stemmed you? Like, you that know? was what stemmed oh, me being kicked out of the goodness. house. Goodness, that's a miscommunication. I'm so sorry if that was the exactly. case. Exactly, and I, I tried to like apologize and tried to talk it out, but she was one of those people who was just like, no, no, she just didn't want to talk about anything. I don't know whether it was she didn't like confrontation or what mm. it was, but either way, 
like a week later or something like that she actually sent her boyfriend to tell me like oh we we kind of need you to leave because like we want to move in like the way they justified it was like oh we want to like officially properly move in and as a result like i've got to get all my stuff from my parents place and we have no room for it so it's got to go in your room and everything but keep in Uh, mind like the entire rest of the month that i was there uh she didn't speak a single word to me that's terrible yeah Uh. she just completely froze me out never gave me like a good reason why but i've I've sort of just figured out that that was it that was definitely what it was but as a result um when they let me know about that because i was still talking to that tinder guy he ended up uh finding a relationship with another girl which was heartbreaking but oh well it is what it is yeah it it happens it's like it's you because some people have been really like as much as it wouldn't be nice to feel in you're mm. someone that you have you're an understanding you're open-minded you have that conversation like you'd probably be almost happy for him in a sense is that yeah correct? that was it is like that, and yeah. it, it took a while for me to get to that point but like looking back on it i don't regret anything that happened there but either way he wasn't in that relationship yet we were still talking and like seeing each other and all that sort of stuff and he said like well actually i've been meaning to leave my place because like it's um, just like finances and that are getting a little bit expensive and stuff. I think I might move back in my par- uh, in with my parents and I was probably going to do that in a month. But like I can bring that forward yeah. and you can just take my room, just take over it. Wow. And that's how that happened. Now that right there is a kind of faded experience for the house to make it yeah. that opportunity came up very, <clears throat> it's, it, fit, it like fit into place Yeah. through a Tinder date and then yeah, to a house and then out in the day. <laughs> yeah. And then we like, ended up, that's so interesting that that yeah, happens exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. There was just so many things that had to line up in order for that whole occurrence to happen for us to even be sitting here, to be honest. Yeah. Having that conversation. It's so interesting because it's literally a, a swipe and it's a, like, I don't know, the idea of clicking on the first messages to actually make it to that day. Mm. So how many messages do you either give out to someone or they send to you where you look at it and go I'm not replying to this or I don't get this or yeah. you send, you send, <laughs> you send messages and they don't reply themselves yeah like, it's just it's such a big that list is it should be unless someone's I, I don't know the type of people that get the replies and do I don't know if there's got more time in the day or whatever I don't know mm. but my list of things that didn't work out where either I sent something to them or they sent something to me and it didn't work out that list is much bigger than the ones Huge. that did like so the chances of like in that regard get so small mm. and then you get really good things out of it and you end up living across the street from each other. Exactly. Like, like just the fact that it, it just worked out that he he was across the street yeah. from you and I ended up living there. Like that in itself is astronomical odds. Yeah. Even for, the house that I moved to, I found on Facebook and I was going through a handful of houses and my, my flatmate that actually lives here, Ashley, oh. she was the one that went and checked that place out for me. Yeah. And I was tossing and turning between heaps of different places mm. and I ended up choosing that place and it just kind of fit, fell into place. Mm. It was a, I was really lucky with that house actually, just to go on a little tangent on that house because it was so lovely. I had oh, like... That house was gorgeous. And you probably met through, went through, like as you were living across the street, and since we met, like I had, I had a few um, different flatmates. Yeah, yeah, you had different... a few people cycle through. I didn't so much, but you did. Yeah, they, my, my house was a very, like, it was a sheer house. And mm. so it was a two-story house. The top story was um, a house by itself that mm. a couple lived in. The owners were the um, one of the kids, one of the couple's parents. And so they were in and out because they would come and see their um, kid or whatever. But the oh, bottom yeah. house, the bottom was, it was a Queenslander renovated into a two-story and they just, they filled the room separately. 
And so that mm. house ended up going... When I moved there, there was an Australian chick, a British chick, and a Brazilian. And then eventually they all moved out. And I had um, a Colombian. I had someone from Singapore, I think. Oh, God, that sounds racist. It was either Singapore or Thailand. I'm not trying to say that I'm... I'm I just can't, no, no, it's okay. I can't Your memory's just shit. I, I know your memory's just I wish shit. I could remember. I don't want to be like, oh, she was Asian. Because like, she did have a nationality. Yeah. And she was really lovely. Except her, she'd been living in Australia for quite a long time. And she sounded very Australian. But her heritage was something like Singapore or Thailand. Mm. Good thing we're not really friends on Facebook. She's not going to see this. <laughs> Sweet. That's convenient. And that was, and then that was cool. And then they moved out. And at, as um, in the end of 2019, a German group ended up. Did you, you probably never, you were probably moved away because you moved. Which when did you move from? I moved out in October. I had this group of Germans move in in December. Oh, and it was, also I missed the good time. It was, it was the funnest time <laughs> yeah. of my life, man. Damn. That I, um, I came home one day and I knew that some people were moving in. I didn't have a clue who they were. Mm. I just kind of was like, oh, someone new. And I come into my lounge and there was like three people sitting on the couch. And I was like, okay, I guess you guys live here now. <laughs> and I was watching the TV, Hi. like, what up? <laughs> and um, they were chill and then they had an accent. And I was like, where are you guys from? And they were like, we're all from Germany. Mm. And, I, and then they were like, oh, there's, there's actually another one, another one of us. There was four of them. They were, there was four Germans sharing two rooms. Oh shit! Okay. Because they were they they were, it wasn't a huge bottom story house. No, it had it had four bedrooms and four four pretty small bedrooms. Yeah. And then apart you, from your one, your one. Actually, yeah, my, quite big. My, my, I, I, the I, one you I, ended up. In. Yeah, the first room I moved in was one of the smaller ones, mm-hmm. and then eventually, as everyone moved out of the house, one you of just took over. The I master. was like, if you're leaving, I'm gonna get that room. I'll pay the extra <laughs> money because I get the ensuite. The room was like double in size. Yeah, I was like, I'm taking huge, that. Yeah. But no, no, no. When I'm, and then, yeah, there's four of them, and they were really, really nice. They were, they've been backpacking in Australia for a few months at that point. Oh, awesome. And they, they decided to look for a share house for, like, a short period of time. For, I think it was, like, a month or two months or something like that because mm-hmm. they were sick of paying for um, the hostels. Yeah. And they found, they figured out that it was cheaper, that they were staying in Brisbane, and it would be cheaper to split the rent between all four of them yes. for the two rooms. Particularly if they're used to hosteling and sharing mm-hmm. rooms themselves, yeah. Two of them, only, only two of them knew each other. I wonder, I don't think they're going to watch this. They're probably busy being doing the whole German lifestyle. Because I've only found people watching it in Australia, New Zealand for my podcast. Oh, okay. But they yeah. might be just handling the lockdown differently and just not. I don't know. Also, like, give it time. We'll maybe see. they'll see this and be like, "Oh, they're talking about me." Yeah. But yeah, two, burning. <laughs> two of them were friends, and then they picked up two of them along the way. Mm. They picked them up in Brisbane at a hostel, and they were mm. like in the same dorm together, and oh, they okay. became really good friends. By the time they got to my house, they were like a family. They had. Um, they also had like other friends that um, they met in the hostel there, um, which they invited over. Mm-hmm. We ended up going clubbing, and that was where the fun times were. We went clubbing. It was my holidays. It was my Christmas holidays. Yeah. And I had like four weeks off. Those four weeks, I went out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Shit. Every single weekend, we got we went out. We just got trashed. It was a fun. Really fun time. We and then we, on the days like on the, on the hangover days, we just, just chill and watch movies. Mm. But as I'm going back from the beginning of the story, like that was just that feels like a faded. It was such an incredible faded, mm. ex, faded experience. They were yeah. and they, they became family. They're my German family now. I missed them so much, yeah. and I cannot wait to go over to Germany and catch up with them. I feel like it would be like no time has passed. We'd all just be family and going out and having fun. Yeah, exactly. And like that, 
but what are the chances of all that like even them becoming friends and then them moving into my house i'm like that's it and then having the conversation to be like actually let's rent something instead of staying in hostels as well that itself is quite the long shot yeah so it's it's pretty amazing that these things just these things are just astronomical odds just happen to happen have you got any other sto- any stories that you can um, think of about your like experience like um like a um what is it a magical accident maybe that's a better way of saying it then because it's it's I don't a, know, a magical accident oh magical accident oh, I don't know because I don't know how I feel about it's calling it fate because when you when something's mm. fated it's predetermined and I'm unsure about how I feel towards that everything's predetermined because mm. that I've heard um I've listened to a podcast where someone's trying to go back and forth about it. And if everything was predetermined, they're, they're quite sad about their life. And they're like, what's the point in doing anything if it's predetermined? And it's not that I would think that way, but I don't like the idea of, of, of life being predetermined. Like, mm. we're, like whatever, tomorrow, tomorrow's just definitely going to happen exactly like that. Yeah. And if I don't think about it, it's still going to happen. But the thing in my brain is I can make tomorrow whatever I want to make it because I can change, change how tomorrow works right now by thinking about how I'm going to change it. But I don't understand if that means... That was predetermined. Mm. I don't know how I feel been feeling about predetermined life. I don't know. How do you do? Have you ever thought about it like that? Mm, kind of. Because I'm predetermined. Just I don't like the idea of predetermining no. because it removes the idea of free will. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Because, like the idea of life just sort of like playing out like a film strip and yeah. just sort of like living frame to frame and all of that. I'm not a huge fan of that because you definitely need to have free will. But as for like magical accident stories, like, yeah, I ended up uh, running a bar in Townsville and booking international acts and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, completely by accident. How'd that happen? Um, so I saw a job posting on Facebook in 2017 when I was living in Townsville uh, uh, with my ex. Hmm. And we were in a band together called the Tuscans. But uh, good luck trying to find any of the music now. It's all been taken away. Uh, no, taken, the Spotify yeah. album? Yeah, unfortunately. I was just thinking about... There. What do you mean? Why? I don't know. Ask him. Anyway. The, I fucking will ask him. Bring, <laughs> do you have a copy of it, though? I've got one on my computer, yeah. Can you send it to me? I, I, I don't want to lose that. I was looking, <laughs> it was good, I, On the it? car right here, I knew that eventually the music would come up and I'd be like, you guys need to check out this album. It's really good. Now <laughs> I can't, even, now I can't even share it? Not anymore, unfortunately. Uh, well, f- don't f- worry, I've got different music that I can f- encourage you to... It's fine, fuck that band. You can move on to a better one. You can, they don't need... They, <laughs> Already on to you don't need <laughs> them. You don't need them. You're the life of the party. Move on to the next band. Make some good shit. Exactly. Okay, go. But anyway, so we were in this band and um, I saw this random job posting for like a, um, a social media manager sort of thing. And at that point I was just like, yeah, I need money, whatever. I'll just apply to it. And it turns out that the guy who was posting the job... I'm just, <laughs> just going to move that one forward yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Yeah. I'm just moving the mic. I don't know. I, I know the mic's really good. And I, I remember doing a test and it picked up. But I'm sure it would be better the, a little bit closer. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, so the guy who was uh, posting the job was actually trying to book my band at the time. And we oh. were like kind of hesitant because we just didn't really know him and everything and you like to know your contacts and mm, and mm. that sort of stuff but yeah i went and had the um interview with him and everything and he bought up the fact that i was in this band so he yeah. had already like given me a little bit of a facebook store which yeah. i was surprised because my name on my resume is actually different to the one on facebook but he had like figured it out somehow wait, wait. 
Wait, now I'm, I, I was thinking about this today. Your name is Kirsty. Yes, but my last name's different. Ah, good. I thought we were going back to that because you said you wanted to change your first name at one point. Ah, uh, at have one we, point. Have like, we given no, up on that? Yeah, I've given up on that. Okay, because oh, I was thinking like, I'm pretty sure the whole time it's definitely Kirsty, but what was the other name? And I'm like, maybe, is, 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 is she really Kirsty? Now, <laughs> yeah, now I'm like, my name's Kirsty. It's all good. Okay, we're cool with that. Um, but yeah, so he had already like looked me up on Facebook and noticed that I was in uh, my band, like that I was the basis for my band. Ironic, mm. isn't it? Yes. But yeah, so... I went and had the interview with him and he was like, you know, I, I definitely want to take you on, but I don't think you're right for this position. And I'm sitting here like, oh shit, man, I've like blown this somehow. <laughs> and he was like, actually, I think you are much better for a different position. And that was as a uh, touring manager okay. originally. And then eventually he ended up going halfsies in like a bar with, one of his mates really yeah oh that's cool uh taking over a bar in townsville and he was just like cool do you want to be the events manager at this bar and i'm like sure whatever it's pretty much the same job anyway might as well now i've got a venue to manage yeah uh, which was a lot of fun and then pretty much a month later he was like okay you're the bar manager now too and i'm just like are you kidding me i don't know how to fucking run a bar did you know how to do the first bit oh i the first bit, I sort of figured it out as it went along. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm a fast learner. But how did the bar managing go? Did you figure that out as it yeah, went along? Yeah, how, Every, how, everything. How stressful really was it? Oof. See, that's a relative term because like... Okay, how stressful it, could it get? It can get extremely stressful. Yeah, okay. Particularly when, you know, I was still managing like national touring acts. Well, not not managing managing them, but I was like managing their, their tours to a degree of like Tours. national uh acts and stuff like they would do a northern leg and i would be the one to promote it and organize all the venues and stuff oh, like okay. that yeah okay. so i was still doing all of that on top of like managing the events for the bar on top of managing the bar itself and you're in a band yes oh god you weren't studying, studying. You, weren't, you are you were studying <laughs> and she was studying guys i was, about I was to be doing like, it all <laughs> yeah I've and still like fixing guitars and stuff like that at the time as well yeah yeah, everyone I know and I've met, you're you probably have studied the most, and you've studied oh, really? done the most classes. And whenever I yeah. talk to you about studying, you're always like, "I'm doing this many, and it's extra than the normal amount." And I'm yeah. like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then you tell me you're doing this and this, and you're doing always doing many, many things. Oh like, yeah, I don't. How do you handle that. How do you handle that shit? Do you sleep a lot? Yeah, I do actually. I, I sleep a shit ton. Really? Yeah, usually I get about ten hours a night. No. Which is, oh. Yeah. I yeah. fucking wish I got two hours. I'm just very good at time management. <laughs> You'd have to be if you're doing that many things. Yeah, that and I've always had the ability to learn things extremely quickly. Yeah, you were telling me about how many instruments can you play? Nine. <sighs> you say that so casually. Yeah. Nine instruments. Nine you know how many I can play? Fucking zero. Oh, you should pick one up, man. I could probably hit a bongo drum. I also speak three languages. Oh, I was supposed to say that. <laughs> How are you going with those languages? What languages are they? Uh, English, French, and Russian. So, like, obviously English, I'm uh, completely fluent in. It is my first language. Uh, sorry, what? I didn't understand what you just said. <laughs> oh, no, okay. the accent. Okay. But, yeah, uh, French I started learning in middle school, so around year six, because my mom kind of, like, made me do it. So, by the time I graduated, I was, like, probably intermediate to advanced which yeah. i've just sort of like continued on i wouldn't say that i'm 100 percent fluent or anything but i can mm. definitely get around yeah okay like definitely definitely have, get you done, around. have you done any traveling yet no 
realistically the only other country I've been to is New Zealand a few times. So I've been down your right. Don't even start on me cat. My cat is like, if she starts meowing, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do with her. There's no, I'm in an apartment. I don't know. It's her whole balcony. Oh, no, no, it's not do that. Just shut up, Tilly. Okay, love yeah, you, okay. bye. We will console her. So you haven't done traveling, you've been to New Zealand? I've been to New Zealand and that's oh. it. I've been around Australia, but yeah, around Australia I mean, and New Zealand. That's so quite an accomplishment to go around Australia. New Zealand's so small, but Australia is massive. Australia is freaking huge. The only states that I haven't been to is Western Australia and South Australia. Oh, and that's okay. just because I just haven't had a reason to Man, go there's yet. not a lot out there, I'll tell you right now. I've been to no, Western no, Australia no. and I'm, you, don't, you don't understand how much, <laughs> people don't understand how much desert is in the western australia yes I don't know, same with I, northern territory yeah, northern man. territory is basically all desert i don't know I'm about the percentages but i'd be guessing like 90 percent is desert <laughs> probably not that high but it is it's gorgeous some... country it's just completely different to what you think it's going to be yeah where'd you go in new zealand uh i've been around the entirety of the east coast of new zealand both islands east Okay. And uh, the ski fields in Queenstown. Oh, how old were you when you did that? Um, when I went to the ski fields, I was 16 going on 17. Either okay. that or I just turned 17. That was on a school trip. You're because... old enough to kind of remember it. Cause I, yes, I, I, I around. I traveled well. around New Zealand quite a lot growing up, but it wasn't until I was about 18 traveling with my own car and going around that I was finally mm-hmm. understanding what I was looking at. Actually, ironically, the two trips to New Zealand I made were within about six months of each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've gotten like all of the New Zealand seasons, or at least as much as yeah. I can of the New Zealand seasons. As so well. you went in what middle of winter for your skiing? Yeah, middle of the winter for skiing. So that, that was probably around August, if I remember cold. correctly, August been, September. It would have been cold as fuck. Oh, it was, and Down. when growing up in Cairns, which is essentially oh. the surface of the sun yeah. plus humidity, yeah, it was. A bit of a shock, but that also wasn't my first time seeing snow either, so I was okay. prepared. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Queenstown is at the bottom of the South Island, and that's like the coldest place of the South Island. Yeah. They get proper snow there. Milford Sound is colder. have been there too. Bro, I, for some reason my brain's not working out where that's Milford Sound is. bottom, 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 bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of New Zealand. I've, and I, I went, went there in summer, and it was still like two degrees. I think I went there, and Invercargill was another place down the bottom um, I went there when I was really young. When I was older, I traveled as far as Queenstown. Like I, oh, okay. I drove myself. So I, the Milford Sound. Yeah, because you're from the. Yeah, I'm from Christchurch. Yeah, yeah. Which on the South Island is where that little. Um, it's like a fucking. Just a, it looks like a rectangle, and there's this one extra piece yeah, on the, on the one East little, Coast. Like bit. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's pretty where Christchurch is. Yeah, because we we did a stop over in Christchurch on the way down well, to New Zealand. Uh, no. So you would have been to Christchurch after the earthquakes. Yes. It's a, that's a shame. Yeah, a no, real, I've never a, seen it before. It's a real shame, man. And it was still like in the process of being rebuilt and everything. As it's well, so it's it was, still it in the process sad. now. It's been, it's been 10 years. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still fucked stopped. there. Yeah, I, I, I've been back for two years because of COVID, obviously. Naturally. Um, yeah. But when I was there two years ago, uh, it was still kind of, it doesn't feel like, I mean, there's some new buildings up, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time since the earthquakes in 2011, They've been ripping ripping buildings down. That was 2011 too, hey? Yeah, they've been ripping buildings down. They've had to take a lot of housings out of like suburbs. There's a lot of red, oh, there's a lot of red zone suburbs, mm. like full suburbs, which are, all the houses are gone now, and mm. no houses are allowed to be built on that land for I don't quote me, it's like 20 years or some shit. Because they had when the earthquakes happened, there was liquefaction that rose oh, low, course, that rose yeah. that rose up completely yeah. fucked the land up. 
Oof. And so looking at Christchurch from two years ago, it was it's still in the process of now everything's getting rebuilt. In the CBD, they've built they've taken down all the massive buildings which were so old that the structures got fucked up because of the earthquakes. Yeah, because we went through the CBD and it looked weirdly empty. And re- the way they're rebuilding Christchurch is, I think it's, this. obviously don't quote me, I'm pretty sure it's no higher than five floors. Really? And they're making these amazing glass complex buildings. Mm. So it's, it's very much surrounded by glass because the, the idea of it is when the earthquakes happen, the glass vibrates with the, uh, moves it with does, the earth. It does, yeah. And it's not going to, in my mind, when they first told me, and I didn't, they didn't explain it, I was like, it's going to crack and smash. Yeah, but no, this, they have, it's, 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 it's The top way that it's set up is so that when an earthquake happens, it just kind of rolls with the earthquake. Oh, okay. And it's just, it's a safer, like the structure, they've got obviously steel structure around it, but yeah. the glass is just safer than a solid building. So well, and you, and you would hope that because of the earthquakes, that they would be thinking about these structures. In the, they would be. They would they, have. They to. have to be. There's gonna be all. <laughs> there have to be new guidelines and things like that to, for buildings. If they're tearing shit down because of the earthquakes, it's yeah. not like they're gonna not and keep it, that in mind. <laughs> what people, what a lot of people don't really understand is the earthquakes weren't like a one-off. No. They, they like I couldn't tell you the number of earthquakes since the big ones. There was one. There was two big ones that were a year after each other. Mm. One was in the, in the middle of the night. That was pretty ridiculous. It was the start of things, and then they were like there was aftershocks days later, like afterwards, mm. and it continued. Eventually, it died down, and then about a year later. During the day, there was a massive earthquake, and that's the yeah. one that that's the one that ended up taking that, like, lives really and really took the like took the, the mm. damage from the first earth, the first massive earthquake and all the aftershocks, um, the damage up from that from that next big one. Just the buildings were gone, like all these buildings that were safe were unsafe. They were falling down, and people because it was in the middle of the day, there was people in the CBD. A lot of them got trapped. Not that it was a lot, but it was. I think there's. I think the deaths was like something like a hundred. 120 or something like that mm. but it, the earthquakes never stopped there no. they can there's i've felt i've honest to god felt hundreds of earthquakes within like i left in 2018 so it was like mm. in that eight year gap or seven seven six year gap hundreds there's just yes. and they, they just keep going every now and then they pop up and you're like oh, i haven't felt an earthquake in a couple of weeks or a month <laughs> or so oh look at that oh <laughs> I, I sit here what a change I, I sit here in australia sometimes and there's because when you have, when you feel an earthquake before it happens, there's like a rumble, mm. and it's kind of and there's a slight feeling on the floor. But I'm sitting here in Australia sometimes, and I feel like I'm tripping, and I'm like, "Is that a rumble from an earthquake?" But we don't have earthquakes here. But I've only experienced one earthquake in my entire life, and that was up in Townsville, actually. Was it big? In, uh, was it tremble big? What, what can you say? Well, for instance, I was sitting in like a noodle box mm. uh, restaurant, right? Just picking up some lunch. And I was sitting there and I'm like, what the hell is that? And then the uh, sliding doors, like the electric sliding doors were like rattling and yeah, everything. And I'm just like, okay. what the hell is that? And once it sort of subsided, even the chef came out and was like, did we just have an earthquake? And I'm like, yeah, that's wild. I think so. That's really wild. Yeah, there's a lot of people in Australia I've met haven't felt one before. Mm-hmm. They're very rare, and it's just from where the tectonic plates are. Yes, because you guys are in the ring of fire. And <sighs> we're fucked. Yeah. Like if you look at if you <laughs> if you want to find out what we're talking about, Google tectonic plates New Zealand. Yeah. It'll show you on a, like a, a map of New Zealand, and it'll show you where the plate runs. Just it right. runs straight through the South Island, like yes. right down the middle. Yeah. And they just. I'm just I'm just imagining one day a uh, chain reaction of earthquakes set off and the island just just starts Splits ripping. In half. Yeah, Which it could. Up. Yeah, like I, it, I think it could. It would take a massive earthquake. 
like a ridiculously big one because that yeah. would also set off a shit ton of tsunamis as well. Oh yeah, New Zealand's gone. New Zealand. uh, yeah, yeah, you guys are going first. Um, Brisbane will definitely get taken out by that <laughs> because oh. of like if it's gonna rip New Zealand in two, like gonna, you know, we're gonna, gonna get a tidal wave. You know, a couple. A couple oh. k's into Australia, at least. Where's the ocean from this house? <laughs> Not far enough. We've got a big river through it. Ah, true. Um, I mean, I'm four stories up. Is that gonna help me? Or is it gonna? Be... Oh, you'd probably be right. You think... I might be a little bit fucked. Yeah, you're. What are you like on a normal house? Yeah. <laughs> Later, ball. Let's you just hope... hope not. <laughs> you know, if there if there was um, a tsunami, like say New Zealand had an incident. Like yeah, so, like like a shatter it, like and it's so an instant that like that would be like newsworthy inter like news interruption like TV interruption. It would be like apocalyptic com- almost. For, but how for long that would it take? Do you think from that happening to New Zealand for that tidal wave to get to Australia? Because there is a distance. There is. It's not going to be. A, it's not going to be a minute. Like it's not going to be thirty seconds. Mm, honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But what I'm what I'm wondering is if that did happen, and mm. so we're wondering if we're going to survive that. Yeah. You would hope that so we get some kind of warning and we can just bolt it somewhere <laughs> like try and get in there you would get a you would get a warning that was, would we um, time, it would just be the idea of like are people going to take it seriously because like for instance uh, what if we well what? let me let me tell you, you know one uh for instance growing up in cairns right because we've got the coral reef like the great barrier reef wait what all th- the way i thought down. The, the, the barrier reef was by sydney i've seen that find nemo Oh no! Oh, oh wait, hang on. Do they no, start no, no, up no. there? They start up like near Cairns, Townsville, and then they, area, and they go down. Okay, no, I thought I, well, I was oh, like, when you, when you see the coral reef, I'm like, I'm thinking Nemo, and then yeah, well, you're Nemo, thinking of the I, right place. You've just changed the location well, of it. I was getting, okay, I got confused. Okay, but yeah, either way, having the Great Barrier Reef uh, up in Cairns and all of that means that it acts as a barrier for waves to the point where Cairns has no surf. Oh, like the I'm the not. biggest waves that I've ever seen on the shore of Cairns have come up to my knees. Oh, that's so sad. And that was when I was like a 10 year old. So my knees were like a lot shorter down. How far away? You're a tall person, yes. Yes. <laughs> How far away is the coral reef from the shoreline? Uh, a couple of Ks. It's actually not that far. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So you, we have heaps of those, like one of those bay looking places. There's a place, you know, when you're rainbow beaches and then a little bit further up, something bay. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called now. I mean, there's a lot of bays. There's a lot of reefs. Yeah, and they're all fucking boring white bays. Who the yeah. fuck goes... I went on holiday thinking it's going to be a good time not understanding what a bay was. Yeah. I got there, the, the water just nothing, flat for days. And Pretty the, much. The ocean receded and it was really far away. Yeah. I couldn't see nothing. It was, it was, it was horrible. A lot of sand caves as well. Oh, there's yeah. a, a few islands that are actually built off uh, the skeletons of coral. Like... Oh. Uh, Green Island, for instance, when when coral breaks off, because like coral is actually a living thing, it has microbiome. Oh. It, yeah, it's living. Okay. Even like the hard coral and all that, that is actually living, and that's uh, the bleached coral that we're having such a problem with is actually dead coral, which oh. is why it's such a problem. Rest in peace. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as the waves break it off and everything, because like you have the ocean waves that hit the reef. Mm. And the reef sort of acts as like a buffer or like a filter. And then the waves just get really, really small as they go towards the actual shore of like Cairns, Townsville, kind of okay. like that sort of area. What is the purpose of coral besides that? Like that sounds like, but that doesn't sound like it's a, like that sounds like it's a, 
purpose for us is like the shoreline why would it be protecting the shoreline like why would it do that i mean if that is just the waters that it likes to grow in to be honest (laughs) what is the purpose of animals doing realistically anything true actually that's a silly question no you're right yeah how is it alive um so the coral itself actually has microorganisms is it alive like plant life you mean yes okay it's like it's alive like plant life and because i've been learning a little bit about plants i'm Mm. not any kind of expert but learning about the intelligence of plants is Mm. very fascinating and coral is actually quite intelligent it does Mm. have um reproductive cycles and stuff like that connected to the moon no what yeah it's very interesting it spores itself and then releases like just shit tons of eggs Oh, no shit. Yeah, it'll actually dye the water certain colours because there's so much. Are those eggs going to turn into more corals and they yeah. land somewhere and they grow? Like a, oh Pretty no, much. That's yeah. wild. It gets carried by the tide. That's wild. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. I have not know that. Um, naturally, global warming has a massive effect on coral, which is why technically the Great Barrier Reef, like in, back in the days of like um, Pangaea and stuff before we had our what's Pangaea like um when all of the continents were like smushed together oh is that that's the term for it yeah that's what the oh what, what the planet was like the, what the continent was called is yeah what... the continent was called Pangaea Pangaea so like okay. just as as the sun well as the earth has like rotated and changed its position in relation to the sun in terms of like the axis yes yes and um different seas got warmer and different seas got colder and everything the great barrier reef actually would have started up in the northern hemisphere and has slowly over like thousands of millions of years moved down so like as we were talking about when you're saying it's alive and sometimes it releases its eggs yeah it's actually moving but is the coral all over the world uh there are different coral reefs around the world yeah for sure but so they kind of like migrate they've migrated it does okay yeah it does migrate which it's it's still a problem that we've got global warming and everything because unfortunately the coral is being killed off faster than it can migrate south to colder waters. Is that from us? Yes. Commercial fishing and whatnot? Yeah. Um, uh, commercial fishing has like a part to play in it, but it's more so greenhouse gases and just rising temperatures and stuff. It's just made the sea hot. Yeah. Like almost to a boiling point because coral exists very, very close to the surface. Yes. Like coral reefs are not deep in the water. Okay. The only time they're deep in the water is when you've got like high tide in, in relation to the moon and that because like... And wait, are they touching, hanging on the rocks and stuff? Or are they just floating? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, now I'm really confused. I don't know anything <laughs> about coral. In my mind... Coral I'm, is attached to rocks, yes. Uh, and uh, bedrocks and stuff like that. It, it does have a tendency to sort of like build upon itself yeah so when you say it's not um deep and it's like quite close to the top it's of the water, very close to the that means it's, it's stacked up on itself to that point and so, yes. that it goes, so the actual coral itself goes it's like a very like generally thick. the coral itself like at least the alive coral it doesn't actually go that far down is there a lot of dead coral down there is, uh, is that why it's more so a lot more of rock just oh. bedrock but i mean like rock itself and soil it does sort of form off the carcasses of dead things as well just as like sediments and that change and sand so like technically there would be some dead coral in there don't quote me on all of these things don't quote any of us on any of this is just what i have learned perspective and trying to learn (laughs) we're not we're not experts or scientists yeah i'm not a scientist i'm an artist but um yeah so the coral itself actually exists very close to the surface like um 
in a low tide, you can actually get stuck in a boat behind the coral line. Okay. Which means you can't access the shore. No. So you've got to go around it. Oh, so you have to wait for the levels to, for the waters to rise up so you can go yes. over top of that shit. Exactly. Oh, and that, that can be quite a problem if you get stuck out there at night. So uh, yeah, you... if you're boating around Cairns, you need to know where you are for one. Yeah. And understand where the high and low tide is going to be before you go many, anywhere further than the reef line. How many dummies took a rowboat out there to go check out the coral reef <laughs> and then stayed out there too late and got just fully fucked? Oh, I just find it funny when you see uh, tourists and stuff like that on just like what's called a sand cave, which is when you've got a, um, a low tide and like a, almost an island of sand sort of forms. Mm-hmm. They just come out of nowhere. They're really fun to play on and everything. I love them. They're, they're gorgeous. Yeah. But you'll see people out there like taking all of these photos and having picnics and stuff like that. And the tide rises really quick. Oh man, what do they do? Do they start swimming? Pretty much. Oh man, that's hilarious. Because they'll park their boat naturally at the end of the quay. And then by the time they've realized like, oh shit, the tide is coming and it comes quick. Yeah. Boat's like all the way out there. Are you just just sitting on the beach line on your your beach chair with your binoculars and some popcorn like, motherfucker. (laughs) Usually we're sitting on like a jet ski or something. I mean, this is, I haven't gone out on the reef in many, 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 many years. But at that point, like we'd be sitting there on the jet skis, just kind of having a little giggle to ourselves. That'd be so fucking funny. Yeah. Have you gone diving there, of some sort of snorkeling? Um, snorkeling for sure, absolutely. I would love to do that. I it's, really would love to do it. Unfortunately, it's not quite as pretty as pictures make it out to be, no. and that is because of global warming. Like going out to the reefs can actually be quite a heartbreaking experience. Yeah. Okay. That and like you need to have a perfect day of just clear visibility mm. no waves gorgeous sunlight which yeah. i mean up in Cairns, it rains a lot yeah <laughs> a lot a lot so yeah. it can be really difficult to find days like that so some days it can just be absolutely gorgeous and other yeah. days it can be like wow i am just so hella demoralized by this yeah i was new and i was never really worried um i never really romanticized that is that the word romanticized yeah. I've been trying to say bigger words. I'm trying to be a bit <laughs> increase your vocabulary. I'm trying my best. You didn't get um, romant- I've, ne- I've never really romanticized going and diving, scuba diving for that pitch perfect idea that they mm. put in the movies. I actually watched um, My Octopus Teacher. Have you seen that movie on Netflix? No, I haven't. Oh, amazing documentary about mm. a man that um, was diving near his house. And eventually he notices an octopus mm. and then he realizes that this, he starts following this octopus and he becomes friends with this octopus mm. and he goes back every single day and he learns how to track this octopus. He, he loses it at one point and then he figures out how to track an octopus and those, and he, oh. he explains a lot about the octopus and those creatures are so intelligent. Oh, they're, they're they are something so else. Crazy. I highly suggest you watching that documentary. It's so, it's so heartfelt and so it's just it, like, Without spoiling really anything, at one point he loses a tentacle. That motherfucking no. thing, that other thing grows back. Oh well, good. I know. <laughs> I know, but that, I don't, that's probably the that's the most the biggest spoiler that I would like to give out. There octopuses are like aliens on Earth, and I fucking love them. Yeah. Just but, keep going. But when I watched that um, documentary, 
he expresses how different daylight and things like that really changes the camera because he's taking his video camera yes. out there. But he was videoing the whole experience, and it's not like how you see the pictures of the of the no. And pictures I, I, and I, I don't, always been heavily photoshopped. Yeah, and I don't mind about that. I want to yeah. go under there and see like the the sea nature, and the, I want to see all these different mm. uh, just fish, and I just want to be. And oh, it's so worth it because yeah, it's me. just so incredible to see these things because like you have your, your larger fish and like your smaller fish and then if you want to go and see a clownfish like your little Nemo's and that, they are out there. Yeah. I have seen the wild Nemo's and they are gorgeous. Do, is there a different spot from the coral reef? Is it, was, or was it in that no, that's facility? Reef. Yep. That's where you go? Coral oh, reef. Oh, yep, oh, that's where your sea anemones are. Idiot. Of course. Find <laughs> Nemo. What am I thinking? Yeah, that makes exactly. a lot of sense. Yeah. I was kind of wondering. No, it's not down south, dear. I haven't watched Nemo in a long time. I bet if I watched Nemo, I'd be yes. trying to piece things together from what you've said. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Fucking Nemo. That's it. Because uh, I remember being in school, like in junior school, sort of primary school era, and we were learning about the reef because, of course, we would have to. Yeah, okay. And they were like, yeah, Finding Nemo, actually not a bad source. Oh, okay. Not a terrible source. Not, a, not an entirely accurate one because, obviously, uh, we can't understand fish. But, you know, just the the marine life and everything mm. that it exhibits in there is actually pretty accurate. Oh, okay. So there's all the different animals that are there you could find in that general vicinity. Yes. You probably wouldn't find a manta ray like Mr. Ray, the oh, teacher. They're thinking. a little bit further out just because they're so big. What about those sharks? Um, I great didn't wa- get that. Could you try again? Please ignore my watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to put that down there. But, um... The sharks, um, I'm unsure whether you would find a hammerhead out there. Usually they're in colder waters, but I mean, Marlin does come across them when he's traveling south. Yeah, that's true. I forgot how so, far away. In yeah. my mind, from my recollection of the movie, the sharks was kind of at the beginning of their journey, wasn't it? Kind of, but it's it's hard to determine how far, how they far they've gone at, at any lot- different point. There's no real frame of reference. Do we know if those is those you know the ship there with the bombs? Yeah. Is that a real thing in the ocean? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh damn! But I ma- I would imagine that there would be some post-war um, yeah. relics like that. You think? Because they okay. they had this big fucking submarine. Yeah, there would and be some all over, all around this fucking submarine are like chains and balls of bombs. Yeah. But, and if you touch sea mines, it, yeah. Yeah, those are they easily break like popable? I wouldn't know. I uh, haven't exactly looked up any neither. anything like that. I'm, I'm super like, curious now. Yeah, to I'm see, just like, gonna take this off because it keeps trying yeah. to suggest weird shit to me. So you can you can stay there for now. Yeah, that's an interesting movie. I really do. I need to go check out the coral reef. You should. Yeah, go yeah. and go up to Cairns at some point. It's absolutely gorgeous. Can I come to Cairns with you sometime? Yeah. Because I don't want to go there by myself. I'll get lost. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> you can tell me what's good, what's not. It sounds like I'll a... drag you up there in summer and watch you melt. I, actually, I did that to my uh, to my partner, who was also a New Zealander. Yeah. Uh, over Christmas, and it's funny because he works in floor pe- uh, floor prep, which is construction, yeah. and it's a very hot and sweaty yeah. sort of job. But so he was like, "Oh, it'll be fine. I, I work in like heat and sweat all the time. You know, it'll be fine." I'm just sitting there like, "Oh, you don't know shit, boy." He got up there, and he was like. Oh my god! Is it the heat or is it the stickiness? Like you it's sweat. The stickiness. Like you sweat like a motherfucker, it's, right? It's the humidity. And, how, and your breathing is like this isn't right. I'm not breathing the right kind of air. Like the air feels thick. Oh uh, yeah. Like you get that. off the plane and you can feel the air. 
I'm a bad, I'm no, I don't know if I'm, I'm not sure if I'm a bad or not. I'm, exp- I'm, I'm up for the experience. We'll take you up in winter then. Oh uh, no, nah, fuck it. I want to go in the sun. I want to go, I, I want to go. <laughs> I think I was you trying to feel the death. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fucking experience what it's really like. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll go up in the middle of summer where it's like pouring rain all the time. The whole summer? Pretty much. Oh, does it drought much? Does it drought through winter like here we do here? Uh, not really. It, it, I mean, I came back from Cairns literally on Sunday. Mm. It still rained. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna suck. Oh no, it's gorgeous. I mean, oh, it's really? Kansas in a rainforest. So Is it? yeah, so know. all the way around Kansas rainforest. Um, Kansas oh. is quite the tourist town, and it's because you can't you can use it to get a lot of Australian experiences because there's bushland, there's rainforest, there's like hinterland, like the high, the highlands and all of that. There's the reef. Yeah. There's uh, city life and everything. It's how big is the city? Uh, larger than you'd think actually, because Cairns doesn't go far inland, but it's very long. Oh, is it kind of like how we've got got the Sunshine Coast and the Gold Coast? kind of long because those, those are stretched of, yeah they're not quite stretched sort and they're, of, yeah. they're, they're made like say for the Gold Coast the Gold Coast that the Service Paradise is right there on the water is it pretty like, much yeah Kansas is very similar to that but it wouldn't be the same kind of commercial Gold like gold, gold Coast life would it feel more no, like the sun, Sunshine Coast or is it still very different from that too Um, it's probably a bit different but I would compare it more so to Sunshine Coast okay. Uh, personally I haven't actually <clears throat> spent a lot of time on the Gold Coast yet even though I've lived in Brisbane for like three and a half years <laughs> it depends on I the, just don't travel <laughs> I think it depends on the person whether or not someone enjoys the Gold Coast or not a lot of people have mixed feelings on it they say mm-hmm. it's horrible I prefer the Sunshine Coast I mean I've only been down there once <laughs> so I just been, haven't have you been in the Sunshine Coast much? Uh, Sunshine Coast probably about two or three times now yeah I prefer the Gold Coast personally really? I feel I don't know the atmosphere about it. I don't. I think they're very similar in my mind. But the people that are looking for the chill atmosphere of the Sunshine Coast, with there's less people, mm. I'm not really about it. I love people. I love the fact that the Gold Coast has uh, massive okay. malls. It's got theme yeah. parks. It's got um, mass, lots, a bit much more clubbing scene, more restaurants. It's yeah. got more, and I like that. And I don't mind that there's heaps of people and it's commercialized. I don't give a shit so about Kansas that. is probably a good middle uh, middle point in that because like Kansas doesn't have a lot in the way of like theme parks or anything. Uh, we do have a lot of tourist attractions, what naturally. Kind of, what kind of tourist attractions? Well, we've got a zoo on top of the casino. What do you mean on top of the casino? It's actually on the top floor of the casino. What kind of zoo are we talking about? I'm talking like like a zoo with like crocodiles and birds and shit. What the shit fuck? And like kangaroos. I think there's kangaroos in there still. Kangaroos and on the top of a building? Yeah. I don't know how top I feel. Floor the- and there's I a high ropes course in it. I don't know how I feel about that. Fucking yeah. zoo wave. That gives me mixed feelings. <laughs> it's an interesting one, I'll tell you that. And we've got a gorgeous aquarium that opened a few years ago, like truly Ooh, stunning. Okay. Uh, that would give you a really good representation of the reef and everything, because a lot yeah. of uh, the marine life that's featured in there is actually marine life that you would find on the reef. Oh, okay. And um, even like freshwater marine life and the um, rainforest and stuff like that as well. It's oh, really, they, really interesting. They got kidnapped just like Nemo. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But it's okay because they get a nice life now. They get a very catered for life. You said cage for cage. No, catered, catered. Catered. I mean cage, yes. Like cage, catered. catered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What this... They get very catered for to the point where like they'll go and do a. How big are the places they live in? Their, their, uh, their tanks. Big. They get big. big. They get to mingle. Yeah. Like is like a big fuck off tank. Yeah. Or is it lots? Is there other little tanks? There's, there's a lot of little tanks in there because, like, obviously you couldn't have one big fuck off tank because then you'd have, you know, people doing natural selection and uh, 
fish eating fish oh yeah that and like some of the uh areas are freshwater tanks as well so you couldn't just have one giant sea life one uh but there are some uh rather large tanks in there that uh have actually different sort of areas through them so like you know the big tunnel like the fish swim over and stuff there's one of those and literally on the other complete other side of the building and that uh, same tank but it's just from a different angle oh that's cool yeah okay so what else has this Cairns place got oh, it's got a whole bunch of things uh, there's the Daintree rainforest the what Daintree dang Daintree Dane yep D-A-I-N-T-R-E-E I'm oh sure Daintree okay Daintree, Daintree yeah so uh, that's just a gorgeous change of scene from Brisbane and that because I remember at one point you trying to tell me like oh yeah or I don't know if it was you or if it was uh, someone else but they were trying to tell me like oh yeah Brisbane has rainforest I'm like <laughs> no 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 whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not there no, no don't rub me with that motherfucker <laughs> uh, oh no that that was something that was definitely someone else <laughs> I remember that it's the closest rainforest to here I don't think you can count Springbrook as a rainforest no you cannot it's a Springbrook it's a yeah. spring it's a, it's a mountain it ain't a real rainforest, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no. Nah. Like, there ain't no fucking rainforest around here. Yeah, there's not. There's no rain for, for like rain. I don't understand the definition of rainforest, but I think of them as a place that has more life. It feels more alive yes. because there's more moisture and it's, like, things have grown more. Yeah. These forests are just forests. Of, that's, and they're like, these mountains and they got trees and shit. But a rainforest, especially because I've had in the, the rainforest in New Zealand. Yeah. So, have you been to, do you remember any? Or did you um, go hiking into the mountains at all? We've anywhere? been through a few of the mountains and that. Not, but, not but just, it's more alive. Like the, yeah. like the trees have grown more. The like, if you the way that I've really noticed a difference is the way the bark is formed on mm. trees here and New Zealand. Some trees here have no bark on their fucking trunk. It's just yeah. it's just burnt. Looks like it's been fucking burnt alive. Burnt alive. Well, those would probably be the trees that actually need fire in order to germinate. Yes. Maybe okay. I don't know that because uh, there are certain trees in Australia but, that do. But that. even some trees that have bark and things like that, there's a different feel to those trees can be in New Zealand whereas in New Zealand like, it's a very dark brown there's lots more creases it feels like it's a thicker skin and I was curious whether or not that's because it's got more rain and needs to have that for protection it probably would yeah you seem to more. you find a lot more of like waxier trees mm, yeah. you know yeah 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 but yeah uh, rainforest and, up, and stuff like that up in Cairns it's just it's shades of green that you've probably never seen before you know really yes i miss new zealand's greenery oh that's yeah new zealand green. is gorgeous that's some real green. green i'm looking around to find there's nothing there's there. nothing that compares no there's nothing that kind of green, green. Yeah. whereas over here it's, it's not even green it's fucking orange and yellow and yeah. it's that's this no, where is the where's a proper green place it's up north <laughs> yeah from when I was driving up to Springbrook, that's a, I like that. I mean, when I was inside Springbrook, have you been to Springbrook? No, I haven't. Oh, really amazing. Um, mm. It's a hiking trail in the Gold Coast, and it's got three different tracks, and one's for the smaller, um, like the shorter amount of time, and then mm. there was a six-hour track that went around a loop, and there was eleven waterfalls. Really? Like within this mountain. But as I was driving up to that mountain, when you get closer, it's a lot more green. And I'm mm. curious because that's higher up. There's more water there. I don't mm. know. But it was it was definitely more green. But within the mountain when I was hiking, it still looks very burnt. Yeah. And it's not that it, I don't think it was that it was been it's been burnt like literally like I had heaps it of just fires. It looks dry. It's just the atmosphere. It's the humidity yeah. here. It's the way everything grows. It just yeah. doesn't. It's, we have some. The droughts here are ridiculous. Like yes. there's just droughts for days. You know, I've, when I moved over here, I couldn't like eventually. I'm actually I moved over here and there's a massive flooding. 
I thought that was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be the way of things in 2012. <laughs> no. But no. then after that flood, they drowned the rest of that year. No rain, no fucking nothing. And Pretty I was, much. I yeah. forgot about rain for a while, and it's like that's so. It was a weird feeling because in New Zealand, it doesn't go that long without rain, even in the winter. Eventually, it just rains, mm. and, and it rains for. And over here, it rains for a really short amount of time, and it buckets down. You don't often find like <laughs> I'm sure you're used to. It. You probably just get. You actually would understand the New Zealand feel, except you probably yeah. have the bucket down for a long period of time. We have the bucket down for like multiple months out of the year at a time. Yeah. New Zealand has doesn't have bucket downs barely ever. Next, barely ever. Yeah. But it rains all day, every day for like a week. And yeah. It's just, but it's just drizzling and nothing. Floods yeah, but we'll have that up in Cairns. We'll have like that rains all day, every day for like a month mm. and it'll be that bucket down kind of do you thing. have really solid like um systems set up for flooding and things yes. like that or do you we just... have good drainage <laughs> otherwise you would, yeah those cans wouldn't exist right but oh, i'm yeah. sure sometimes they would go the weather would be more than the drains can handle do you still have do you have... occasionally flooding is incredibly rare oh really like oh incredibly rare uh, it, it might like... flood like a little bit because there are obviously some areas of cans that are just lower down like um yeah. areas like uh, caravanica and um edge hill places where there are you know areas of where water exists anyway mm-hmm. like throughout the year yeah uh those areas do flood oh. but even then it's not hella intense like it's it's nothing that is unmanageable sure some roads will go over yeah but you can still get around pretty comfortably but for cans to warrant having an actual like emergency level flood right like what townsville had a couple years ago where half the town pretty much got destroyed yeah (laughs) or had at least flood damage yeah um a couple things would have would have to happen for that to happen in cans and it would take like almost three months of like absolutely bucketing down like okay. you know a southerner sitting there like oh my god we're gonna die kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. rain for like three months straight you'd have to have a king tide at the same time where you know like the moon is really close and the, the tides itself are just big yeah okay and coupler dam the water reservoir that is up in like the redlinch area of cairns would have to break all of those things would have to happen at the same time oh, for okay. cairns to actually warrant having a problem that's lucky then yeah that's cool I really do want to go check out Cairns. I didn't realize it was so the rainforest part of Cairns. I oh, there's so much. I miss hiking. I love. I, I try to hike here, but there's only so many places, and it's fun, but it's not the experience I'm actually looking for. Mm. And there's I'm, a big mountain range up in Cairns as well. Oh. That's cool. Uh, well, there's two ranges. There's the Coranda Range and the Gillies uh, Range as well. Okay. And they head up to the Atherton Tableland areas. The what? Uh, up the Atherton Tablelands. Oh, what's that? And oh, it's just like a little um, sort of like a a, a cluster of villages with the main village being um Atherton itself. Yeah. That's where my Atherton. Atherton. Yeah. Sounds like Athens. Is that, bit, is that yeah. the Australian Athens? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, my grandparents used to have a farm up that area. Up oh, that that's cool. Area, and uh, there's a very big lake called Lake Tenaroo. Okay. Uh, up in that area as well, and it's fantastic for skiing, and that's actually where my sister's going to have her wedding later. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, we used to go up. Uh, well, I mean, my family still does, but obviously, I'm down here, so it's a little hard to join them. Yes. But uh, they go camping up in Tenerife for a week and just water ski the entire time. Oh, 
that's the week before Christmas every year. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Family getaway. I didn't have a lot of family getaways growing up. Oh, we had so many. Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Constantly going out camping and um Did you go with your family to New Zealand? Yeah, that was the second trip we did to New Zealand actually. That was on um well, that I did to New Zealand. Well, yeah. second for actually all of my family because my sister did a uh, school trip as well. I don't know if I bumped that camera or not. I hope I didn't. Uh, well, we're going to go with it. No, I don't think so. The cord would have touched, but I'm pretty sure the foot isn't touching the Oh, okay. Thing. That's good because it just slid a little bit. Um, anyway, so the second trip that I did to New Zealand was with my family. That was during summer, like uh, first two weeks of 2014, I believe. After high school Yes, so I had just graduated high school. So you finished in 2014? I finished in 2013. Oh, wait, how old are you? <laughs> um, I'm 25, bro. Same age oh, as you. Oh, no, I'm 24. Oh, that's right, you're in birth, right? You're so, when, you, yeah, when was your birthday? June. Oh, okay. So yeah. we, I was still in the same year. I got put back a grade. So I moved over here when... Um, where I could, yeah, I, yeah. Could, I couldn't. They, I, I was supposed to go into year twelve the year that I moved, mm. but they said if I do year twelve, I'm not going to get my QCE. Yeah. I just do year twelve. I need to do year eleven and twelve to pass my QCE. Yeah, because you need the points for it. It's like a, um, it's almost like a yeah. university. And I, I was, I was actually pretty cool about it. For some reason, I didn't. I saw, I met some of the year twelves, mm. and then I was mostly hanging out with the year elevens, and I ended up clicking with the year elevens more so than the year twelves. There you go. And they even look felt older, but it's not like they were more mature. They just there's something about the way they're maybe the, I don't know if I was tripping but their puberty maybe. or something they just looked like they were older than me possibly who knows but they weren't more mature I'm definitely not trying to say they were mature or could be the sun as well mm. uh, people in Australia tend to yeah. age a fair bit because of the That's sun true. hence why I, I've always felt like I look a little bit older than my age compared to people down in Brisbane because uh, Cairns gets a lot of sun yeah I bet and they're used to I don't think it's as big as it used to be because COVID and everyone's staying inside a lot of the ozone holes are actually starting to close up again which is a really good thing but there used to be a uh, giant hole in the ozone over cans really oh yeah if you went out in the sun in the middle of the day you were getting fried wouldn't some people just tan they were all good oh some people do tan up in cans but like there's a reason that I stay this pasty white and it is because I know that my family has a big history with skin cancers are they, oh okay no, so it's not the genetics like you're not a white person by cho- like, by kinda a, like genetics has a role to play in it and everything it's just tans is the surface of the sun do you also have tan people in your family yeah okay I tend to tan a little bit better than my family but that oh. being said though I do still burn you haven't been in the sun for a while then. no I don't really like going into the sun I can <laughs> see you as a vampire I, I can see it yeah, but yeah, people that can't see the video if you're listening just on audio she has the brightest purple hair she's wearing a skull like um jacket yeah what's on the what's her t-shirt it's my luffy t-shirt oh my i thought i saw when i saw the bone i was um very sure it was like is that one piece and then yeah. but i hadn't seen I'll show you the back of it you'll love the back yeah oh. sorry audio only people so, yeah she's got um a one piece um, t-shirt one piece is an anime it's my favorite anime and, and it's got the, it's got the main it's got the main um, character on, on the back and on the front it has the his the, name and it, the what's the it's not an emblem it's a, it's jo- a jolly, jolly, no, jolly roger, roger. yeah so the jolly rogers that pretty much what all the pirates had on their flag like their logo for their flag and um, 
without trying to go into too deep. I thought about this. <laughs> Watch that, One Piece. Yeah, I thought about this when we have a conversation about it. No one's going to connect at all. Oh, God, no. We could, we're going to, and it's, it's so, it's, I wouldn't even know how to explain it. It's about pirates. It's we'll an anime. We'll do a One Piece specific yeah, uh, for podcast sure. sometime down the but, road. Yeah. yeah, that's an awesome t-shirt. I love it. Yeah, I figured you would um, enjoy that. Yeah. It's very bright purple hair. If anyone can see the video, my first tattoo was the, um, the, Straw Hat Jolly Roger. Yeah. Like I'm, that sh- I've been watching that show for maybe <laughs> seven than years. It was in 2000, end of 2014 I started. And I then, started 2017. So yeah, not quite as long, but... It's, <laughs> and for people that aren't anime fans, um, just to simplify it, it's the, the most selling um, comic book series, which is the manga. Mm-hmm. And it's got, it's got, at the moment, I think it's... How many episodes do you know where you're up to? I think I'm up to almost 900. I think I'm in the 800s, the late 800s. I'm in the late 800s as well. Uh, maybe not the late because you're much I'm, you're much further ahead of me. You might you, be closer to the 900s actually. Maybe I am past 900. I can't. I'm, I think you might be. I think you might be in the late 900s actually because I'm pretty sure Whole Cake ends in the mid 800s. I remember that the manga had um, a thousand. We went up to a thousand, but that was recently. Mm. That's why yeah. I don't think the anime's past a thousand. I, 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 but the an, the anime is pretty close to the manga, isn't yeah. it? I don't know. I'm not current no. on it. No, it's. it's I've really yeah. just gotten to the the current arc that they've been yeah. doing, and they've been on that arc for like a year. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is a, it's a really long running show. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's been running since 1999, so it's gone to its 20s. It oh yeah, the show's the been. Show, running yeah, the show, yeah, the show's been. The anime, I'm pretty sure, started the year. The manga. You, yeah, yeah, the the manga. Sorry, I'm pretty sure that started. Uh, I think 1997. Uh, Maybe I Something don't know. Like I've that. Never that one might be a I don't look. I don't look. I don't read the manga. I don't look into it. I'm gonna quickly Google that. One. It's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but it's yeah. It's a, it's a. If you don't watch anime, then you wouldn't. If you if you watch anime, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you yeah. don't watch anime, it's the longest. If if you wanted to even think about starting it, uh, an anime. I would highly suggest it, but I'm oh, telling you right now, fantastic. it's fantastic. But it's so long; it's a massive commitment. Yeah. It's such a commitment that when I got my tattoo, 1997. Yeah. Okay. Nice. There you go. Um, when right. I got my first tattoo, my first I've only got a couple of tattoos. The other one's a shitty snowflake. Let's not even go into that <laughs> fucking story. Um, but yeah, I was I knew that I was going to be committed to the show. I already had been for like five years because it's not even finished yet. It's been running for 22 years. It's still got at least five more years. Like it, it, 22. Do you want to do that math again, buddy? It's been running for 22 years. I've been. And it's got at least five years to go. The the but manga, been, yes, the anime has been running for not 22 years. <laughs> it's just started in 1999. We're in 2021. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Let's do some math here, bro. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's trying to take me down. I know some simple math. There you go. I don't. Nineteen ninety nine. That was some good quick maths. Yeah, I I think it, I clicked on twenty two because I realized it's twenty two, and twenty two is my favorite number. Mm. And then it's just like twenty two. That'll do it. But yeah, either way, One Piece is like far from over. No, it's a They've long. They've got it's a lot. Yeah. quite a few more things and to, to do. And to really watch it and get, it's a commitment. Like yes. it's like. I don't even know what to explain it. I don't even know what to, um, what do you call it? Like compare it to besides, because there's nothing, there's nothing to compare it to in anime. Yeah. And there's what other shows besides soap operas run that long? Yeah, that's it. It's such a long running show. But it's just so good at the same time. It's it's really fucking good. And that's why I got that tattoo because I knew that I would still be watching this show. At this point, there was, there was, um, and 
that must have been 20 so like four years ago mm-hmm. and i knew that i still had 10 more years and i was committed and i loved it and i was like i'm getting the tattoo <laughs> milo really bro you're gonna fuck up the mic yeah my cat it's my cat guys for all the audios people i don't know how people listen to audio i know how people watch the Thank youtube you. Don't hmm? you just listen to audio? I'm not. What? No, I put on. I put on Spotify. Oh yeah. So yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know who, how many people listen to oh, the okay, audio. Okay. Yeah. So stats. I, okay. I, yeah. They said I've got an app that I use that I run through. Yeah. And it's, it's said I need more viewers before it will give me the analytics. Oh, lovely. So I've got like no idea. Oh, wow. But I can see how many views are on YouTube, and I'm, I'm guessing there's no way it's anywhere near as many views on YouTube. No people. At least in my own experience, I prefer to watch the video. Oh yeah, mm. there you go. You can sit down. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know how to people watch. I prefer podcasts on audio because I listen to them from Spotify at work. Yeah. And by the time I get home, I don't have a lot of energy to go and watch something like a podcast. If I'm going to watch anything, I watch like a documentary or something like that. Mm. Yeah. But yes, back to uh, One Piece. Mm. Um, it's got so much left on it. Yeah, like, I know it does. Easily a good five years, I reckon. I think. I think. And that's on like the manga <laughs> yeah true true yeah. and they could possibly if the manga they could easily put filler in there for the anime i hope they don't but it's really weird that they haven't in such a long time yeah like because they just drag it out a little bit more now because i will admit um a whole cake island which is the one i just finished because mm. i've just started um wano that dragged but it needed to drag it did need to drag but it dragged I guess, but it didn't drag like the arc, the few arcs before that, and the Dress Rosa arc. Oh, Dress Rosa, I don't think dragged. I don't what do you Dress mean? Rosa that great. was the most extended, long fucking no, arc ever. It was great. There was so that many. Whole cake was way worse. I don't think so. Yeah. I was. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. At the time, I got. I think because when I was watching Dress Rosa, I. I had I had, I had enough episodes past Stress Rosa that I just wanted to catch up to the fucking front line. Yeah, when yeah. I was when I was watching um, Whole Cake at that time, you were watching it. I was watching it, and where where I knew I only had say like fifty. I, I was in the middle of the arc where, yeah. I, where where I finished it watching the first time, and then mm-hmm. I realized I needed to wait a year before I could go back. Yeah. The thing, yeah, the, the thing about it, this, yeah. yeah, the thing about this show is for me personally, some people are still watch. You're still watching it now. You've still got episodes to watch. Yeah. I'm caught up to date, and I've been caught up to date over this. I've been caught up to date like seven times, and it's really <laughs> annoying because I I watch like so many episodes. And then I've got to wait, because they release an episode a week, I've got to wait a mm-hmm. year just to get 50 episodes. And those 50 episodes aren't even enough to finish that chapter. Yeah, they're it, not even enough for an arc. Like, it's no, it's not enough. That's it, why I reckon, like, while I said five years left on it, I reckon that's a very conservative it's, estimate. It's really hard to I say. I reckon it's going to be way more. I've been thinking about the, the theories of the arcs to come. And there is just a few, like, there's probably, like, Three, mate. I'm trying to think off the top of my head to try to remember. It's like four things I think that need to happen. Four, four major things that need to happen. Four arcs, really. But I mean, they could link them. They could, yeah. But there's still. But there's a major, lot that needs to happen. There's some major events that need to happen. But yeah, people who are sitting there thinking like, oh, I don't want to watch One Piece because it's so extensive, and like, yes, it is. It is huge. But so but you it is worth it because you, you can watch like five episodes a night and like yeah it'll still take you years to catch up yeah. but like 
it's not like you're going to miss the ending. No. You're no. probably going to catch up just as what do you think would happen people are getting excited the, what do you, for it. What do you think would happen when the ending comes out and it's all finished and then people want to watch it? I reckon That's, a lot of people are just not going to know what to do at that point. Well, I mean, it's gonna obviously so it's going to be... It's, it's going to what? It's going to be so extensive. It's, kind of, it's going to be kind of like Berserk, you know? Because yeah. like the creator of Berserk, unfortunately, has died before the ending of the show. What's Berserk? Berserk's in a manga and anime. It's it's very good. I haven't watched it myself, Mm. but I know a lot of people absolutely love it. It's one of those sort of like. (laughs) No, that doesn't look happy there. (laughs) No. There we go. We gotta. She's got this face of like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't (laughs) know. Stop jumping up on me, honey. Because I'm trying to keep you from the, uh, from the microphone. Yeah, she's such a dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Love you. You're (laughs) stupid. (laughs) You know what? She fell off my balcony. Oh my god. She like was climbing on the on the railing out there, and she fell off. And I, I didn't realize until like way like a few hours later, because I come home from work, I went and sat down, and I was hanging out in my room, and I was like, it was a couple of hours, like I'm at two or whatever, and it was like four o'clock, and I was like, usually I would have seen my cat by now. And uh, then I'm that's like, not good. And I go and look around the house. I'm freaking <laughs> out, and I'm like, oh my god, she's fallen off. And I go down there, and luckily where she fell was in a enclosed. Um, it's like a back door from the um, the bottom floor where you yeah. walked in. There's another door. So imagine when you walked in, you walk around that elevator to the back. There's this back door in this like um, sealed fucking concrete section right with a now. wall. Yeah. And she fell in there. Mm. And the chances, like I'll show you after the podcast, mm. the chances mm. of her falling into that concealed place compared to... Um, anywhere else. Anywhere, uh, anywhere else, which there's a car park section to fall in. Yeah. And the actually majority of it is the car park. There's an underground car park. But she fell in this small window and she fell and she broke her leg. She like snapped her oh, tibia. Baby. And I had to take her to the flipping oh, I had to take her to get to the um, emergency and then she got I got her foot her leg repaired. There she goes. <laughs> Go away. And I got her leg repaired. Quite expensive. But yeah, she's, she was in that cage. There's a cage behind which is behind why I'm pointing. She was in that cage for like 10 weeks <laughs> and just hanging out while the leg replaced oh baby but no she's the dumbest cat but I love her to pieces but she's just like can't you tell she walks around like an idiot <laughs> like look on her face like guys look at this cat this is a uh... she's purring <laughs> yeah. she's like oh okay you want to love me she doesn't get it but if you pick up any other cat they'd be like let me go this is bullshit yeah she's like yeah, my partner's cat is exactly like that, but he purrs like a chainsaw, so you know it. He's a good boy. Oh, this leg's going numb. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well done. Uh, where were we before we were talking about animex? I don't want uh, to de- yeah. dive deep into this anime right now. We can do a specific anime Yeah, we'll, we'll do a definitely. Because enough people are going to be like, shut up, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I'm not an anime fan. I don't, we're out of that shit. But yeah, like just on the comment of people find it really intimidating to watch One Piece, it mm. is the similar thing with Berserk because now that the uh, creator has died and unfortunately the, the, oh, anim- yeah. the anime and the manga, both of them, won't have the intended ending because like we don't know what the intended ending is you'd hope you were told past. you'd hope so but even then That's it won't the be the same yeah i'm gonna this cat <laughs> stop milo just play with my cord yeah don't mess around with this i don't know i can't there's nowhere to put her either yeah unfortunately but, but yeah so a lot of people are sitting there like i don't want to watch it because it's not going to end the way it should and it's like look it doesn't detract from the fact that the anime itself is fantastic and that's sort of the thing that 
people say with One Piece, because I've got a very close friend of mine who absolutely adores anime and watches it way more than I do. And I've always said to him, like, you should watch One Piece. You'd mm, love it. It's fantastic. Mm. And he's just like, it's just too long. I can't yeah. commit to that. I'm like, it's it's a worthy commitment. No, definitely though. worthy. And I've got such a connection to that show. Like, when something happy happens, when something sad happens, either way, I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. I've bawled my eyes out so right? many times. I, I don't, I'm not someone that cries very often, but I've got an emotional and spiritual connection with that show. Just when, even a few words that you could say to someone, just like, just the word laboon. You know what I'm talking about there, and it's almost enough to make you want to cry. The going merry. Oh no! Don't don't. <laughs> don't. Oh. And that's a ship from very it's, nice. it's and a, a ship and a whale. Like and that whale is still chill, but it's the sad life of that poor whale. Oh. No one knows what we're talking about. Yeah, those who have watched One Piece will understand. Yeah. And those who don't, this is your reason to watch One Piece. But no, but that sucks with that other show. But luckily the. Um, creator of One Piece he's still young yeah he's like in his 40s that and the entirety of One Piece has actually already been written out as to what's going to happen and he has shared it with the staff they're not making it up as they go along and it has actually had an entire story up to its ending since its conception no way yeah no way he had the whole thing I'm pretty sure yeah when he pitched it to Jump he had the whole thing planned out imagine pitching that to Jump (laughs) Imagine it continuing to go this yeah. far along, and you're still not near the end. No, and it, it just it just it it's, never it gets just boring. It's a different. What's another interesting thing about that show is that the, the different mythology mixed through every arc. There's so much, and it's it's very like it's purposeful. Like they were doing that on purpose. Like yeah. right now, the arc they were now it's about samurais. The one before okay. that, what was the purpose of the one before that though? Uh, that was like the tea parties and tea parties. And had each island was a different type of food. Yeah, all the I don't actually understand the mythology behind that, but I don't think there needs to be one. I don't yeah. think, but the one before that was the toy, the dress rosa arc. Oh, oh, well, there was a mini arc in there too, which was mm. the um the animal people. The, yeah, I can't remember. I guess uh, dress what? rosa was definitely about a corrupt government control. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And there's been arcs. Like there's a story of the, there's a crocodile character and he's got a hook. Yeah, he does. And he's a, he's a, he's kind of like the definition of like hook. It's like a hook crocodile. Very Captain Hook. I yeah. really enjoy that they put uh, other sort of media influences into One Piece. Like they mm. base the designs of certain characters off people in the real world. Do they? Yeah, like um, Ivan from the Revolutionary uh, Army. He's Ivan. based off Tim Curry's. Uh, representation of Frankenfurter in uh, Rocky Horror. Oh, really? Yeah, in okay. Sakura Island with all of the uh, lovely drag queens on That's it. That's so cool. Mm. That's so cool. But yeah, the um, oh, I can't remember what his name is for some reason. His name never sticks. But you know the yellow admiral in the navy. The yellow. Oh, yeah. oh, no. The really yeah. chill guy. He, you, the one you know that's got the laser, the fucking, yes, he's got the gold beam. Yeah, yeah. I he controls light. I don't remember any of them. Oh. He's actually based off the pen pineapple apple pen guy. 
No. Yes. That what? guy was actually a really famous actor in Japan. Right, before he did that? Because when, yeah, the before the Pen Pineapple Apple Cause that, that's Because that happened in the, in the pre, more than closest to the last 10 years at least, but the show's been running for 20 years, so that must... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. A lot of people wow, are... There's been that. a character who had similar design aspects to Freddie Mercury. Yeah, okay. Um, he was also part of the summit wall you know the, the guy with the spikes of hair that keep coming out in different directions and then he keeps pulling them in i think so i think so yes that guy yeah <laughs> one piece has a lot of character names it's really hard to remember them all uh, I, my favorite character name mm-hmm. was nami for real life not because it's my favorite character name because these other characters which have not cooler names but yeah. if i was to actually use a name in the real world nami n- yeah. nami i would i wouldn't use it not that I, I have to have a japanese kid to do it i'd feel pretty, <laughs> kind of rough <laughs> name a white person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or even nationality not to say that i'm only going up there having white kids but i'm not i don't know i'm not the likelihood <laughs> of having a, a japanese kid i don't know mm. it could happen mm. if there's any japanese um, people out there that are suited to me but who knows <laughs> but it's just nice to see the influx of a whole lot of different cultures as well because like One Piece is absolutely Japanese and has a lot of Japanese mm. influence but mm. they still have so many little like bits of western culture yeah, and even 100%. like um, non-English speaking western culture sort of um, influence in there as well like I'm I'm not sure off the top of my head, but there has been some things that were inspired there's, by like Spanish. Yeah, um, there's there's a, there's stuff. so much different culture through there. I'm trying to because it's such a long running show. Mm. <clears> that there's so much happening there that I can't think about it off the top of my head. Like you try and go back to the beginning before because they have a time skip. Yes, and that, like, a two year time <clears> skip. So that's when yeah something happens and they need to get strong so they skip time and they come back a few years later just absolute badass super strong but i can't even recall it's hard to look remember the show back on that first part because it's been running for so long so and to think long. about how many arcs were in that first part as well as yeah. to sit there and be like oh my god i almost have to rewatch the entire thing but it's like i don't have that amount of time no way I, I don't think i could ever go back <laughs> i don't know now that i'm so far in i don't know i could go back for some of the early like the recent mm, episodes mm. and whatnot for a couple hundred at tops mm. at tops man yeah oh, god. i'm just glad that now that I've hit the Wano act. I get to see Zoro again because he wasn't yeah. in Whole Cake. And if anyone hasn't yeah. noticed, I have Zoro earrings, oh, which I, I actually made myself. They are fuck. Oh, really? What do you make them out of? Gold. Gold. Yep. Jesus. Actual gold. Yeah. Are they heavy? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, does it feel weird? Yeah, I've gotten used to I've gotten it. Gotten used to it. You've got one. You've got like six things on that one ear. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, you get used to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's made out of the same gold that I'm making my sister's wedding rings out of. Oh. Yeah. By the way, everyone, she's a goldsmith. I am a goldsmith. And How a luthier. And a what? Luthier, which is a guitar maker. Yeah. T- can you go into that? I'm curious because <laughs> we, I remember when we met, you told me a, a, kind of like a dream that you had of the future and what you were doing with your studies. And mm, mm. Do you yeah. want go, Can you go into that and tell us your dream? Yeah, okay. I can, I can go with that. So um, being a musician and enjoying all those sort of things... Um, one of the parts of music that I've always been so interested in was the mechanics of instruments. Okay. I absolutely adore uh, how instruments work, particularly like electric guitars and amps and drum kits and stuff like that. Like that stuff is like crack to me. You okay. Know? Um, so 
as a kid, I wanted to be a jeweler, like as a, a very small kid, I wanted to be a jeweler. And then as I grew up and found music and the love for it and all of that. Trying to transition did, from that to... Yeah, it transitioned from a jeweler to being like a... I didn't think I would be good enough to be an actual musician with bands and stuff, which is ironic because That's I have hilarious. actually toured quite a bit yeah. with uh, various bands now. Um, but I was just like, oh, I'll be a roadie and like fix all the instruments and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So my first degree uh, up in Townsville was in, well, it was meant to be music, but it ended up being in like film and uh, music within film, which was very interesting because it gave me a background on like how to record certain oh, instruments and stuff okay. like that. Like how to mic up drum kits and um, yeah. the mechanics of where sound comes from, which was really cool. But after I decided that I didn't want to do that degree anymore just because it wasn't actually giving me any what I would consider useful knowledge. Yeah, were you going to get anywhere once you did all that? Yeah, it wasn't exactly leading to a place where I was going to do anything with it. And around about that time, I had started working at the bar yeah. and well, running the bar Yeah. and doing all of the other amazing stuff uh, around that. So I was like, nah, screw it. I'm going to get rid of that degree. Plus my uni was trying to get rid of the degree in itself. So they'd actually taken away all of the subjects that I needed to graduate with my major. Yes. So I, I left that in the last semester and to anyone who was scared of leaving a degree because they feel like they've wasted their time. Believe me, you haven't. Yeah. It's a good idea. Just do it. Just leave if you need to. Yeah. But yeah, So I came down here and I decided pretty quick that I was going to give a shot at doing a Bachelor of Fine Arts uh, at Griffith in South Bank, which was actually what I wanted to do uh, when I was in about year nine. But my parents were like, no, 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 we're not going to let you do that because Brisbane is too far away. Oh, yeah. you guys My, are so cute. They love are, you. They do. They, they, we Skype each other every Sunday for dinner. Oh, that's, it's very cute. I love that. No, that's yeah. great. But eventually I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm an adult mom. I'm, I'm doing what I want now. <laughs> that's it. I applied to uni without even really telling them. And then I oh. got in and I was like, oh. And they're like, holy shit, because like, wow, you're good enough to do that, which yeah. actually wasn't that hard, just saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I started that originally with the intention of learning, uh, well, upgrading my drawing skills to be a tattoo artist, but uh, my hands shake just a little bit too much to warrant doing oh, that, bummer. unfortunately. So I was like, you know what, they've got uh, jewelry and small objects, which is basically metal work. Yeah. Um, I'm going to learn how to do some of that because that sounds like fun. At that point, did you think that that would transition to being able to do the mechanics of these instruments? Kind of. I had an inkling about it, but I just needed to know what the actual skills they were going to teach me were. Yeah, yeah. So they they taught everything not in a like strictly jewelry sense. It was more so a, this is metalwork and you can apply it however you want. These are the skills. Okay. So I figured out pretty early into it, like, oh my God, I can make guitar parts with this. Because oh. I had already pulled apart a few guitars and like had done various little repairs and stuff, particularly maintaining my own guitars because I've got quite a few expensive ones. Yeah, I've seen them and you've got quite the collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not as big as I would like it to be, but I mean, I can't have just like extensive amounts. You're still a baby. you got time. I know. Don't I know. worry. Don't worry, they're getting even cooler. Okay. But, um... 
yeah, so I, I learned a lot of guitar repair out of necessity and out of interest. And since then, I have been able to pretty much make guitars almost from scratch. There are a few things that I don't like attempting, like making a guitar neck and that. Like, that's a little bit outside of me currently, but we'll get there. That's the wood, right? Or is it always wood or can it be other materials? Yeah, it's usually wood because wood tends to sound the best, but like yeah. I have seen things made out of a lot of different materials, you know. Yeah, but how, how much of wood experience do you have now? Um, a fair bit, but I mean, my dad has always been into like just like crafting cabinets and stuff like that oh, out of cool. wood and stuff just because <laughs> whenever we've needed like a cabinet or something, he, he's gone out looking at like furniture stores and being like, I can do better than that. <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. So that's sort of where my mentality came from. Of like, <laughs> it's very much like the mentality of like, why pay someone to fix something when you can do it yourself? So yeah. And it's just exploded into like, yeah. And I've, you found a I've niche that you that. really enjoy for that in that regard. And exactly. It, work, and it works with it works with your whole yeah. personality. It's not just like it's from it's from all these different angles. You love music yeah. for the mechanics, but you also love playing it. And the but, visual arts behind it because yeah. like making something that is truly unique yeah. is it just completely ups the performance game as well. Because I do play some of the guitars that I've made myself on stage. Do you like uh, the feeling of them? Like oh, they feel fantastic. Like you're like, I made this, this is my shit. And it just, that it would be very yeah. euphoric. That would be such an experience. Well, it's, it's always funny to me because like the, the amazement of it, obviously I don't really feel it anymore because I, I made it. I've mm. seen the entire process, but people come up to me and just absolutely gobsmacked. Like that is the most beautiful bass I've ever seen or something yeah. like that. And I'm just sitting there like, thank you. I made it. And now, what's what's the reaction when they? When They're you, just like, oh no. my god, that's really? Like, that's like a, it's like a cherry on top. A little but, bit, yeah. But more so than a cherry on top. I don't know. What's another better explanation? It's, it's like a fucking ice cream scoop on top of pancakes. I don't know. It's Pretty just, much. It's, like, it's, it's like it's just the like most incredible thing that yeah. people have ever seen half the time. But uh, learning jewelry and small objects, which mm. I will walk away with a goldsmith technical qualification on that's it, sick. which is awesome. And so that's how we got from that conversation. Yeah, those earrings. So you is, made those earrings. I did make these earrings, yeah. Um, they are made out of actual gold that my family donated to me for my sister's wedding rings, but they gave me so much that I've just got leftovers. Oh. <laughs> so I'm actually going to make uh, my cousin's wedding rings as well. Would they be actually worth something? Um, kind of. So yes, they would be worth something. But they're made out of a lot of different carrots of mm. gold. So I wouldn't be able to sell them like as a particular carrot, yeah. which takes a little bit out of the price range. But um, learning all of the techniques associated with uh, goldsmithing and all of that, like a uh, lost wax casting and uh, machining and milling and all of these things, uh, forging as well. It's, it's allowed me to make my own guitar bits yeah. and make them just like truly unique in that. Like I'm, I'm currently designing... A, uh, it's called a bridge, and it it's on the guitar body down near the pickups. Yeah, that's like. Are you worried it's gonna fall over too? Uh, just a tiny bit. Just don't mind us guys moving the microphone. Hopefully, it hasn't changed the sound too much. There we go. That's better. Nice, right? But yeah, um, I'm currently designing a bridge, which is where the strings get mounted to the body of the guitar yeah, down okay. near the pickups, yeah. with like uh, the little bits in between. They're called saddles. Okay. To be completely custom made with like different designs and stuff carved into it using uh engraving techniques 
in uh, Lost West casting. That's so fucking yeah. cool. Where it's I remember really cool. seeing was it a bass or a guitar that you're making Cooper or like you had in that time frame? That was the bass, yeah. That was awesome. That was the bass. That, that was, was the real... one that I was playing on stage, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and it is so comfortable to play as well. It like, sounds amazing. Like a lot of musicians have come up to me and actually noted the fact that not only does it look fantastic, but it sounds Oh, that's great. Amazing. That's really cool. And to get that kind of a compliment from a musician actually speaks volumes because most of the time I just plug it directly into the amp with like no effects or anything. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. What are you doing with your... So you've, you've since had to delete all your music. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, before I ask you that question, I want to, I want to go back to what... So you've done this degree, you've got the goldsmithing. Do you still have that dream of, what, of like, your own store? Uh, I probably won't do a store sort it, of thing. I'll probably just keep I it. Remember, I remember you told me you had a dream, and I'm like... That's oh, what yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll still be that. Like, I still want to uh, make, like, limited runs of guitar parts and, like, um, limited designs and stuff like that. Mm for people absolutely okay any uh custom paint jobs would be one-offs because yeah. i'm not going to paint the same thing like 50 different times that's, yeah. that's just maddening but you can get like, skins and sell those kind of you things, can right? but then you lose an element of like uh craftsmanship on top of that uh, but it's, i kind of get it but if it's it's a personalized skin mm-hmm. that you've made that's kind of like people buy pictures of their copies yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, you can get the one of a kind, the original uniqueness. Yeah. yeah, which has got more value. No, I get it. Exactly. I, I was thinking of this the other day because I was looking. I was like, Do I really want to buy originals? No, I'm just gonna get copies. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be that person that has to have originals. It's kind of like when I can pay like a little bit, le- like a lot less, yeah, and have yeah. a like, photocopy. And I'm like, or they can put them on canvases. Great. They yeah, can scan sweet. Them, they can scan them on there. It looks legit. It's yeah. just, it's just like, whatever the price difference is. I'm going for the cheaper option. <laughs> I don't give a shit about for the original as much yeah. as some people care and they want to do that and I get it. So that's why like, if I was mm. to get an instrument and I would, and it's like price thing and I'm like, same look kind of similar, but might, maybe it's, it's look a little different when you put the skins on compared to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, you definitely get a uh, graininess. I guess so. It'd be up close to, whereas the, for the, the comparison, having a picture in a frame on the wall, yeah, you, you, you walk back far enough, you can't tell the difference. And up, up close, I'm sure you could, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But I guess also with some things, um, like um, artwork, you can get from what I've seen, like original, not originals, like copies of the original, which could be passable as like the original because you can't tell that they're copied, like they're not mm. photocopied. Mm. They have ways of, I don't know how they do this shit, you probably know this stuff. They, oh. it's, like a, it's like a painting that looks like it's been painted, but it's not mm. the original painting. Yeah. How do they do that? Uh, they scan a thing that scans it, makes it like put it on there, or they. What? It'd be it'd probably be re- uh, referred to more so as a print, yeah. um, but it would be sort of just a printer, just a really high quality printer on okay. like high quality materials and that stuff like that. Yeah. And Either that, or they they've got like a factory of people just like mass painting the thing over and over because like people do. Oh, really? uh, famous think... master paintings just as like practice really? for themselves yeah and they just copy it until it's so well yeah pretty much copied and that's how you get like forgeries and stuff coming out as well yeah but like how talent that's talent I don't mm. care what anyone says that's crazy talent if you made a uh, like you copied a, a masterpiece a possible forgery yeah, yeah that's like... talent and how much skills would you learn from that for your own work like you would have your okay, own yeah. you'd have your own kind of imagination you have your idea of what art you want to do but you learn by like doing a perfectly a perfect version of those masterpieces mm. that would enhance your skill set like I think really well oh yeah 
Yeah, it would. Because Absolutely. How, you learn the techniques of the master. Like that's a masterpiece. The person's a master. You learn mm. their techniques to get it to be perfect. And then you've got those techniques and you apply that to your own art. Yeah, exactly. And that that's, makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That's what's important about um, artistic ed- education being open source still because like otherwise all of these techniques and stuff like that, they just sort of fade into obscurity. Because mm. uh, with the rise of like manufactured jewelry, like the things you get from Michael Hill and Wallace Bishop and stuff like that, like that just removes jobs that someone with the... Uh, arts education or like a, mm. a trade or something because jeweling is actually technically a trade okay so um if i wanted to go and work in like jewelry repair i would probably be considered an apprentice still yeah because like even though i do have a almost an entire degree under my belt on one subject away but i finished all the goldsmithing subjects oh, cool. um i'm still just like new into you just sort of get your experience that's it like i know the techniques but i my efficiency and stuff like that it's, it can be a little bit lacking yeah, it would probably take. Yeah, it'll take a while for that to yeah. really come into its prime. But I mean, you expect that to happen anyway. Yeah. But yeah, just um, for instance, I'm really glad that TikTok exists and yeah. artists are showing processes because oh, that's okay. how people learn. That's really cool. I didn't know they had mm. that on TikTok. I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't explore TikTok enough. Oh, I love. I get. I get. I've, I've done it like a handful of times where mm. I've gotten so lost that I've been like, I'm deleting this fucking app now. Because I'm lo- I, it's not that I get lost in a productive way either. I get yeah. lost and I look back at the time and I'm like... It's like, oh God, it's been four hours. And my algorithm, <laughs> I don't have an algorithm on there because I haven't tried to like um, yeah. follow people and get an yeah, algorithm. Yeah, I do now, yeah. And I, so mine is all useless crap. And hours go past and I'm like, I learned nothing. Yeah. Whereas my Instagram al- algorithm is super well suited to me. It's mm. like um, food, skateboarding, um, travel... Mm. and science oh cool so that's that's, and, cool. that's and, a nice balance and, and, and oh, sorry science and personal development mm. and maybe a little bit of um, cryptocurrency but I need to unfollow those, all that shit because yeah. I, I, I enjoy cryptocurrency but I went, when, when, I, when I got hooked on it the idea yeah. of it I went and followed way too many bullshit pages oh and there's so many yeah I joined Twitter at the same time and mm. I don't go on there enough because I've got to I've got to go back and fix my Twitter because if I'm following about 95% crypto pages so my Twitter feed just looks just like crap of course yeah and I just I thought let's follow all these cryptocurrencies and I'll take their tips and I'll get mm. into it but then I, then I realized that they're not experts and they're just guessing and it's yeah. it's a really not you don't want to follow those people exactly it's and like, there's going to be people like that everywhere in every sort of like avenue of social media because like even mm. on tiktok and stuff like that you have people who do rip off each other's artworks and it is it's a genuine problem that's not cool yes it's not cool it's never cool artists should always be giving each other credit because um, yeah. like you can try things that an artist has already done like Mm, mm. you are allowed to use a technique that they have displayed and show it in your own style yeah yeah absolutely but you should always be saying like hey i learned this from this person that's a big thing i think on a lot of on life that that that, i mean i had i I was talking about this a while ago but it really made me think about it I, i think i posted on my snapchat story saying um that as as much as i'm coming up with things and i have these ideas and i'm like trying to learn everything i talk about i learn from someone else yeah 
like I have an outside influence. Like it's not really, I can't really figure out what is originality with, within this world of so much um, outsourced information that mm. gave us this idea or this yeah. thing to learn or this skill. Like we learn it from other people. Yes. And that's really important to say, especially when you're going into specifics like art, I guess. Yes, absolutely. And quotes and theories and whatnot I try whenever I come up with a theory I try and say as much about the people I learned how I got the theory mm. like who gave me a perspective that enhanced the theory that I'm coming up with I really mm. try and try my heart to specifically remember who helped me come to this because I'm yeah. like not trying to boast it I come up with a theory out of nowhere originality is just in I've my, been educated yeah, <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. fair but before you were saying that about TikTok um, having was it um, jewellery videos oh just artistic videos like not even mm. jewelry because it's not i mean there are jewelers on there but like naturally the highest demographic of artistic people on tiktok are like people who practice various crafts mm. uh, i've seen so many makeup people makeup makeup ones but not yeah. just not that not makeup like, is like slightly different because while it is an artistic practice it's sort of in its own genre yeah I, i'm I, talking I, crafts like uh people who crochet or do um Crochet. Sewing. Uh, it's, a, it's a form of knitting, but you do a hook instead of needles. Mm. I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> I wish I could think of it. It sounds so familiar. Mm. Anyway, carry on. I don't need but to yeah. know what that is. I'm not going <laughs> to fucking take up knitting. You can look that one up later. Maybe. Probably uh, not. <laughs> yeah, but like sewing and things like that. Like, you uh, know, people who do uh, dressmaking and things like that and make all of these can amazing. You sew? Yes. With a sewing machine? I don't have a sewing machine, but I want one. Oh man, I, I did I it. used to have one years ago. I miss it. It's so much fun. I made a pillow once. Oh, very it was, good. It was like, you just put two pieces of squares together and you just kind of do around the edges. Yeah. You fill it with stuffing and then close Done. it up. It was the easiest thing ever. You put ever. a zip in it? I think so. Oh, you did a fancy pillow. Yeah. It, it looked like shit. <laughs> like, it, it was so terrible. I think I, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, like you put the stuff in and you just do it on the outside and it was kind of like, it looked like a fucking dumpling. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Whereas yeah. that's not like a pillow like this, which is great. No like dumpling looking thing in this. Pillow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, this is a knack to sewing machines. Fuck, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm not doing it. But I love the idea of it. I love people that can mm. do it well. It's, yeah. It's, I, love the, I love all p things that people can do well. But there's yes. so many things where I'm looking at it and I'm like, not for me mm. but i love when people talk about it i love learning people's passions i love to asking questions about it mm. but i know very easily from the beginning that there's things like sewing and crochet they're not for me <laughs> no no but you yeah. guys do you and tell me all about it yeah so can you crochet and sew yes what else can you do because you can speak I can do you, a lot you can she can do a lot of life things in general i play nine things. instruments i can talk three languages and i know how to sew crochet i know a bit of electronics as well i've been making guitar guitar panels like um just oh, electric no shit. yeah that's wild yeah that one's still going to be in development for quite a while but that's, is it very complicated that's would you say it's, I, in my mind i'm like is it as complicated as coding because I'm looking at the electric. No, not as, no way. No. Is that, I wish I knew a little bit about coding to know how complicated it is. I kind of yeah. just guess it's really, really hard. Coding is, I mean, people that I've talked to about coding, because I don't know how to code, to code myself. Nope. But it's basically just like logic comp uh, compiled with math. Logic? Just like, like a general logic. Yeah. Yeah. Like compiled what is the logical thing for something to do? Now make it math. Oh. So it's a lot of uh, like physics based sort of things. Physics? Do you know much about physics? I know, not really. 
What kind, of cl- what kind of classes were you taking f- to get your degrees? Like these, like the, the degree you've been doing? The various ones. Okay. What kind of um, classes do you take? Well, in my first, in the first year of both of the degrees, they sort of give you like taster subjects of all the different majors to see which ones you like. Yeah. So for my first degree back in Townsville, I did photography subjects. I did graphic design subjects. I did um, music ones, obviously, and film-based ones. What did, so, you, what did you prefer out of those? I preferred music for sure. Mm-hmm. But of course, music and film got lumped in very close together very quickly. So I ended up doing mostly both of those. Okay. And then when I came down here and started doing this subject, uh, well, not this subject, this um, degree, there was drawing subjects, photography subjects, uh, photojournalism. What's photojournalism? It's... um essentially documentation through photographs okay it's a very underrated art but like i'm i just so they tell a story they tell a story they tell a story through multiple pictures yeah kind of how many pictures would be in an uh, it depends oh true it can be a lot of pictures it can be one picture yeah how long is a piece of string exactly how long is a piece of string uh, there was sculpture subjects that I've had to do, obviously the jewelry and small objects ones, uh, painting and drawing and. I've seen your artwork, man. The one you showed me not too long ago was a, it's some kind of army-looking person, or it's like is it an army? Oh yeah, no, that was that's, a, uh, that's my that's my uh, family's it, right, pet what, lizard that what, I've been doing an oil painting of in a military uniform. Yeah, like yeah. I'm so, I was thinking military, and I was for some reason I wasn't completely pitching it, but I remember the reaction I had to it, and it was incredible. It's only gotten better since then as well. I haven't exactly posted updates to uh, uh, yeah, this to is, Snapchat very much. This is why you need Instagram. I've actually been uh, filming myself painting it, like time-lapsing it, and oh, then really? uploading it to uh, TikTok. I've only got one video of me doing that right now because it takes a long time to paint, damn it. Yeah. And I've also been... I have to follow you on TikTok. Like no, I'm barely ever yeah. on TikTok. I wanna, I'm curious to um, posting clips from my podcast on TikTok. Yeah, that'd be worth and it. I want to be able to find a good way to get a soundbite. Like, I want to have it right from the beginning have mm. something that's completely draws you in like a like a certain sentence that was within a clip mm. at the front of it and then you play mm. the clip yeah and it's got to be because that's what i've been watching people on instagram i've seen a few like people that. do that yeah it's just that's how you draw someone in and they go yeah. oh well, okay i guess i'll watch it and, mm. that, and that, i'm not i don't want them to be too long so it's hard to say how it's going to play out i don't want the, like mm. five minutes i would like but then what kind of conversation what kind of clip can you put in then it's less than that. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I'm curious. That's the only time. That's the only reason that I would be using TikTok. Oh, just mess around with some editing software. You'll be able to find your niche eventually. Mm, I'm not much of an editing person. Oh, but well, I, I've done the fair, fair bit of that. <laughs> I was quite fortunate. Someone on Snapchat messaged me saying they really liked my podcast and if I want even want some help with editing, oh, that that's lovely. he'd be he'd be um, he'd love to help and he said he'd do it for free. And I actually hadn't met the guy yet. He was really nice and we had some really good conversations from that point onwards and I'm planning on meeting up with him in a week. That's good. As long as you both have uh, similar goals in mind for mm. what you want the podcast to I, be I was like, like that, then that's Yeah, I was like to him, have you watched Joe Rogan? Yes. I was not, the, not often, but I've, I've okay. seen some clips. You, do you understand the, the producer of it who sits in the background and he puts up, he puts up um, links and he's, he controls the camera? Well, there's a guy. Well, there's a guy in the background. He's his name's Jamie. Mm. And when this guy messaged me saying he'd love to help me out with my editing and all this, and I was like, "Do you want to be my Jamie?" And he's like, "Yes." And I was like, "Do you, Jamie? Do you understand my reference?" And I was like, 
uh, he's like Joe Rogan, and I'm like, you know, yes, bro. So, and we yeah. we had some really intellectual, really yeah, lovely I've conversations. I've really seen clips of Joe Rogan podcast. Before, it's not for yeah. everyone, for sure. Yeah, but I'm obsessed. Like uh, that was that that he started my podcasting journey, and since that was about a year ago, mm. I've watched so many of his um, his podcasts, but mm. I've found so many other podcast like podcasts from him mm. so he'd have guests on that have their own podcast yeah i'd go yeah. to their podcast and then I'd, I'd started off with linking it between everyone that had been on the joe rogan experience and then mm. their podcast and then with people that had been on the joe rogan experience but from there i've got i've stretched you just go out. and go and go i've and stretched go and go. out yeah and there's because there's no algorithm on spotify no there isn't so I, I get to build my like what i watch and what i listen to mm. what genres that i go into and i've built this massive framework over the last 12 months where i've changed i've got so many genres like i go all into different sciences from math physics biology psychology the social sciences and then i like learning about um lost civilization other history mm, podcasts mm, i love history podcasts I, there's another really good podcast called dictator uh, dictators mm. is it called dictators or oh, real life of dictators oh, okay. it's got it's probably got at least five dictators that have three-part series I love that. So wow. I've listened to like the, on Hitler, mm. on Stalin, on Mao, um, Franco from Spain. Oh, that, I don't know the about Spain that. ones. Mm. That's some, I, didn't, I had never heard of them. Mm. Spain's a really interesting country. He died in the don't quote me hundred percent, guys. I'm pretty sure it was the late seventies, and he was the dictator okay. of Spain, and the king came back. So he, the, the monarchy had been kicked out. But Franco, oh, okay. Frankie brought back the monarchy before he died because he hoped that with the monarchy there, they would be able to keep him his, until his son was old enough, I think, or until someone continued down that dictatorship, oh, his, the dic- sort of his like reign, like his legacy, and then to keep That's Spain really to keep to keep Spain tied down. But then mm. what happened is Franco died, and the mon- the king um, ended up turning it into a republic or into democracy like he totally flipped Mm, flipped the script after franco died and they came out of their uh my brain's frying (laughs) what's the word when what do you call it when someone's being treated really badly not to not depressed there's a lot of my brain's frying i think from all the talking oppressed oppressed oppressed. so spain was oppressed for so long Mm. and then they completely took a 180 and they've been slowly but surely from the least like the end of 1970s Mm. to the in the the early 1980s where they started to change and they had to but i couldn't believe that because i didn't every all the other countries that had been completely fucked up from dictators was Mm. a lot further back so the spain is still so new for getting out of that kind of situation yeah and they've yeah. had to really transition into western society because they were yes. just so cut off from that yeah a really interesting thing as well was um because they didn't want to have another civil war the king um and the person who he appointed i think to can you stop cat the cat's messing around go away <laughs> messing around with a cable um they decided that all the people that had done, were working for the regime mm. would not get any legal action put upon them for the really? things that they had done in the past. Ooh. They wanted to have it as a clean slate. Like an immunity almost. Yeah, and they no one talks about it. They can't have anyone bring it up because you can't... Like anything, they did, really the, anything, anything they did in the past, yeah. they aren't allowed to bring it up. Like they, they, and the, what they were trying to explain was that the generation as that was happening as that came in they were understanding 
But the problem we're having in Spain in the more recent years is our generation is looking into the history and looking into all the fucked up shit that happened. Oh, and, they're, and they're trying to, okay. they're trying to, they're, it's kind of like what's happening in the States. You know how in the States they're pulling down statues? Of, yeah. They, there's a lot of that was going on. And then and a lot of our younger generation are like, they're bringing topics up like, what the fuck? Why are we not talking about this? Look at what it's done to our country. And we need, like, they need to, they're trying to bring up the history. And, but they, and it is but good they're, that they're doing that. Yeah, as long no, 100%. As it's, it's not. It's a, it's a fine line they're walking put, on. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's, it would be so disheartening for that generation mm. to realize that as much as they want to talk about the history, they know that there's this person in the army now, say he keep this job, or say he's retired, say he's some kind of famous person. But he didn't go to jail for all the fucked up shit he did. Yes. That would make them so frustrated. Oh, yeah, I would be pretty angry at that too. But no, yeah, that podcast is amazing. The mm-hmm. Real Dictators. That's interesting. Because Hitler's had a seven part series. And it didn't, oh, it, yeah. well, Hitler was a really interesting There's just, there's just so much more information on Hitler, I think. Yeah. And But the thing about the seven part series was they did it up to the point before he got elected as Fuhrer. Really? Or like just World War One, just before there's a coup they did before he decided to run for office properly. Oh, because expl- I don't know a lot about that. Oh, really? it's a really, really interesting series because you get like a, a really broad understanding that Hitler was the German leader. He started World War Two. He had mm. he did the Holocaust mm. and then he killed himself. Yeah, that's the basic shit. But when you listen to the series, it goes into so much more depth about World War One because he was in World mm. War One. He was. He, he was. Yeah. A, he was a messenger in World War One. Mm. And how he became a politician and yeah that goes they go into that as well so he went from world war one he stuck with the army he actually was a spy for the army in the national party i think it was called or national men's party he ended up going there to spy and then he ended up fucking joining and becoming the leader which i didn't know that at all i only heard the basic stuff i've never heard of that and he's got a mentor that was a part of that party one of the founders of that party Mm. that no one talks about no one knows about but without that guy hitler wouldn't be the man he was he like um trained him like trained hitler because hitler was very charismatic he was very good with talking he and he had he just had a way with people Mm. but his ideology wasn't fully formed yet and he the the mentor i can't remember his name helped him really go more towards um marxism and yeah. um the, i don't actually know the full ideology of her, what his ideology was i know it's marxist and it's mm. but it's, it wasn't communist was it was it no i only know that i know that russia was communist i don't know if hitler was i know there was degrees of like fascism yeah it? fascism like yeah. It, it, that that mentor of his what really shaped hitler to grab hold of that ideology and he trained mm. him in all the parts that he wasn't good at but hitler was already automatically good with speeches yeah he's had these naturally ri- he has these ridiculous yeah. speeches and then he just he works his way up that party and mm. and then at one point he tries to he quits as like a I'm gonna quit because he knows that everyone needs him and then he's like now nah, I'm I'm gonna quit but if you want to if renegotiate you, if you don't yeah. want me, if you don't want me to quit you're gonna make me the leader and you're gonna make me the leader that has like no one like the the dictator or I'm not yeah. sure the exact term but but a dictator of the party basically yeah. and then it goes into he was trying to do a coup of a government in um, Munich. Mm. And that failed, and that's literally the end of the series of seven episodes. Whereas the other episodes on like Stalin or Mao, they're like three to five, mm. and are complete to death. Mm. So Hitler's got this extra long um, seven so seven piece lot, seven yeah. piece um, series that isn't even finished yet. And I'm like waiting for them because it must be it must be in the works. But they're releasing other people. There was another one for the uh, Japanese. I think it's Tojo. 
There was an admiral in Japan that had a massive part in the World War Two. That's mm. the only one I haven't watched. But I've watched a lot of Stalin was interesting, like Russia. Mm. Do you know much about the Russian history? Uh, not excessively. You speak Russian? You don't know the history? I think I know a little bit of Russian. <laughs> oh yeah, what's your um, level on Russian? Oh, pretty basic. Pretty basic. Yeah, pretty basic. I love learning about the history of um, Stalin and Russia, although I don't have the same um, recollection of it. For some reason, the stories from Hitler really resonated, and yeah. I can tell it in a story. The Stalin one was it's a lot more complicated, so I'm not going to even mm. try or butcher that story. Actually, I just remembered a, of a um, another tourist attraction that you might enjoy in mm. Cairns. What's that? We have a tank museum up there. No, a yeah. tank museum? It has so many tanks like i couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many tanks but, but how like, many will it definitely be more than oh definitely more than 20 oh way more more than 50 like 50? I, I reckon i reckon at least 50 that's wild i want to go see all these tanks there's a uh, missile launcher in there as well no. but there's like all of the uh historic tanks from all the wars and stuff from all the different mm. sides that were uh, fought on minesweepers there's oh, a lot of um that sounds war paraphernalia wild. in there from both sides as well and i love that shit man yeah i am um, in new zealand in Queen, not Queenstown, there's another place outside of Queenstown called Wanaka. Mm. It's got a really beautiful lake. It's kind of like the Florida of New Zealand. A lot of people go there to retire. Mm. And, Oof. um, cat, <laughs> go away. Fuck with my cords. So why can't you sleep like Milo? What kind of cat are you? Um, busy cat. I went to Wanaka a few years ago and they had a convention there. I think it's called, I guess it would be called a convention. It was called Warbirds Over Wanaka. Oh, and cool. it had so many airplanes from the early 20th century oh, cool. like really like the 1910s 20s like That's these awesome. and, it, like, and went through the stages and it's got, it got to the point where they had like jets from the like, modern day jets and all these carrier planes mm. and, and really had like all the warbird like the, it was all military style mm. um, airplanes it was such a, they had like a lot of them were flying around a lot of them were on display mm. they all had like um histories and things like that and that was an experience. Like I, I didn't, at the, but it, I, if I went there now, I'm sure I would enjoy it even more. Over the last twelve months, per se, my like interest in learning things mm. has developed to a point where I can, I'm finally paying attention. Like I used to go, oh, it's a pretty plane. Like it, it was yeah, really, it was yeah. really amazing that, yeah. at that at that Warbird over Wanaka show that I went to. I saw a lot of old planes, mm. but I didn't really like. You didn't actually like appreciate. No, I didn't appreciate it the same. Yeah. I didn't look into the history of really what I was looking at. It was mm. just pretty planes. Yeah, but yeah now i love i love history i love so like that tank museum definitely go to the tank museum oh, particularly if you it. like if you liked the movie fury i'm pretty sure that was a tarantino uh, was, was it, it? Tarantino? no tarantino no 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 what was it maybe not i don't know let's, let's Tar- he did he did inglorious bastards Oh yeah, he's in a different genre. I'm like that guy does similar people in it. No, it's got Brad Pitt. Yeah, and it's 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 based around the wars. So I I can see where you got that connection. I don't know who the director. David Ayer. Huh? David Ayer. No, no. A Y E R. No, it's not something like that. It's no Tarantino. Either way, um, the movie Fury, right? I love that movie. It has the actual tanks that were used in the movie. (gasps) What? They yeah. saved those tanks? Yep, they're sitting up in cans. That is fucking wild. Yeah, and uh, my family has contributed to one of the um, exhibits as well. We, really? Yeah, when my grandfather died in 2017, we were cleaning out his shed and we found some old uh, wartime binoculars and that. So they're no. sitting in the museum with a little plaque that says uh, 
thank you to my family but for it. That's so fucking sick. Do you have a time? Uh, 5.18. I should have just checked on my phone. I'm going to make sure my phone has a certain amount of time that survives. Oh, from, okay. From, from 100%, but I had it on 80% when I fucking put it on there. Oh, okay. And How are we doing? It still seems to be going okay. Well, I mean, we're still yeah, red, yeah, I don't, so... I, that'll, that'll shut off and it shuts off completely. Yeah, just exactly. Just let know it shut off. I've seen the podcast, guys, but I'm not ready. For, <laughs> I'm not... Are you not needing to go right now, are you? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, yes, Tank Museum would definitely be something that you would want yeah, to check out. Yeah, I, lo- I love. It I love, is quite amazing, especially with history. History has been a big part of my life. La- the last few months, I've been really diving deep mm-hmm. through history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go up and touch the tanks too. Oh my god, I would love to do They're that. Pretty cool. I'd really love I've got to a do tank that. mechanic that works there as well, who is actually fixing up a whole oh, bunch of these tanks. That's fucking sick. So, yeah. some, can it, some of them move around? Oh, absolutely. Oh. A lot of them move around. Actually, uh, the it's. Boy. It's basically just this giant ass shed, right? Like yeah. biggest shed you've ever seen in your damn life. Yeah. So the floor is all concrete and you can see all the tire tracks from every time they move the tanks around. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'd love to go inside a tank. It's moving. No, I, I don't display one. I think they one. do some tank rides. I can't tell you which tanks they I do, but there it. are definitely tank rides that you can do. Okay. I'd be it'll cost a fucking fortune, but I'd do it. Probably. It's did, great though. Did you see that Richard Branson went to space? did see that he oh. reached the edge of space yeah i don't know if that classifies as like into whoa, space but whoa, he reached whoa, the whoa. edge whoa 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 he's yeah, a but he's whoa, he's, whoa. He, well, he's in he, he can see the earth yeah he that's space don't even that that's space to me that's, i just know that the uh, technical definition was the edge of space yeah okay technical but i guess i guess you want to be it's definitely further than everyone else has gone so far and that is fantastic for technological advances in terms of like transport because I... Well, besides the um, yeah. NASA, besides NASA and SpaceX. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the first commercial space uh, Yeah, I mean for commercial, yeah. yeah. Commercial and um, transport advances. <sighs> that made me so emotional. Imagine the, the doors that this opens for travel in terms of, like, instead of taking a however many hours flight mm-hmm. from, like, Perth yeah. to London, I think it's, like... Seven or eight hours or something like that. Right now? Or yeah. do you mean when it's cut? No, to from Perth to London. I mean currently with um, not... jets that we have. Oh, jets. I'm like, commercially, it's like fucking 12 hours plus. Some, I don't know where it is. Jet... I know there's a direct flight from Perth to London. Oh, I think, from, it's, well... it's like with no stopovers in that. Yeah. It's, I think it's about seven or eight hours. Okay. Imagine doing that in... in... An hour or two. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking wild. Significantly Change, less. Changes the game. Yeah. I'm curious if those are going to, how long is it going to take before they get cheap? Because the tickets are going to be expensive. I reckon it's going to be quite a long time until it becomes cheap, like probably 20 years May, until yeah. it becomes affordable yeah. to the to the regular person. Would you, are you going to go to space? Oh, sure, yeah. Right. If, if I can take a uh, commercial rocket, Yeah. I'm, I'll go and be taking a commercial yeah. rocket. Yeah, <laughs> it looks... I, when I watched the video when um, Richard was he was they finally started filming and he's looking through the window and his face is just all lit up he's, his grin is from ear to ear and I was about to cry for him huge achievement I was like, and he, he did that and I, I, there's, a, there's another clip on Instagram that is um, someone rung him on a phone phone not a tele, like a cell phone like a proper phone with a cord it's in 1979 I think it was mm. and this lady goes hello Richard have you ever thought about going to space and he's, this is like fucking, what's the, that's like 40 years ago. And he's sitting there like, 
yeah, I'd love to go to space. I think it'd be a really interesting experience. Yeah. And then it goes into like um, Virgin Galactic. It's a little bit of a story. And then it goes to, and then now he's in space and he did that. Like he started a fucking commercial it. space, fucking uh, space flight company. That's it. It's, 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 fuck, it's really fucking incredible. It's just, it's amazing. But the only thing that I'm a little bit worried about in terms of like um, using space travelers, commercial travel mm. is the impact that that would have on the environment. Yeah. Because no. like rocket fuel, I mean, jet fuel yeah, already is, is pretty bad for the environment. But like rocket fuel, like, oof, what's that going to be like? Yeah, no, I do understand what you're saying. Just currently with how we're sitting in terms of like climate action and that, and like I just want to pretext to everyone like I'm I'm not massively into all that. I'm I'm not sitting there like I live and breathe fucking uh, climate action all that. It's it's just something that it's you know. It's a complicated issue. It is with because a lot of like again, controversial information. Exactly because like uh, to bring up my heritage and like growing up in Cairns and stuff like that mm. with the reef and seeing firsthand the destruction of the reef. Mm. It's something that you can't realistically ignore. What I was curious actually when you were explaining about the reef. Mm. How do we not know? This is where this is where it goes into my kind of views. It's mm. just an opinion. I'm not 100 percent on it. I've learned from a lot of different sources, and it seems that it's understandable that there is greenhouse gases, and they are yes. definitely making damage to the earth. We can measure it. It's for sure. But then also climate change itself and global warming. It's mm. been measured to be happening forever throughout history. It's gone up and down all over, like ice age, no ice age. Yes. And I'm curious to how much we can. How do we know? whether or not the coral reef how it's disappearing whether or not it's going to regrow and it's kind of one of those magical like ice age started and stopped the difference between the natural climate change that earth has oh, always throw this my cat. <laughs> chill out cat it's okay she's okay yeah i didn't actually hit her i was just scaring her she's being annoying yeah um the difference between the climate change that we're seeing now mm. versus the uh the climate fluctuations that the earth has always had mm. is the data shows that like the rate it's faster astronomically okay because from my my limited understanding the way that they've measured climate change and global warming mm. is through the ice and like the ice readings or you there's call a it. few different ways because you can measure by like global temperatures in terms mm. of like um, summer highs and lows in different uh, places and like but that, that gets that gets tricky as fuck when you start. That gets real tricky when you go yes. back to the last ice age per se. Whereas when we yeah. when we read into the ice in Antarctica and Greenland and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because they there can... are um, historical melting and freezing points that you can yeah. see within the ice. That that was yeah. a, that was where I was the only time I've learned about back then and, and yeah. that was the first perspective i ever got about knowing that the world has had humongous climate shifts yes and they've been able to measure it instead of we're just kind of guessing it's yes. very like certain but you know i just don't understand what's happening now and i don't know how much of it is what we are doing and i'm sure we have an impact a, a massive amount of it but I'm also like curious. i would i would say like 99 percent of the of oh, what man. we're seeing really? now is actually because of humans because you can you can but but look at graphs and like little um gift charts of the earth and things that have happened and like you know the rise and fall of dinosaurs and stuff like that and like yeah. different eras of of history throughout the um 
the billions of years that the earth has existed right and what has happened and then you see humans come up as like a half a second blip and everything goes to shit this is true this is because you'll you'll see these like temperature graphs going like that Mm. and then like humans come along it's just yeah well when do they start measuring that because humans have been around for a long long time humans actually haven't well it depends on what type of human then right uh, well, we'll take it from like the, 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 the Industrial now. Revolution, for instance. Like, um, oh, what? How many years ago was that? That's only a couple of few hundred. Yeah, uh, it's it's relatively modern. In oh, terms you're talking of, about modern humans because the, the, the human that we are now. No, the, I mean like uh, humans having an impact on the climate, right? Oh, so you, that started around the Industrial Revolution because mm, uh, coal burning and diesel mm, engines and all of that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. When we started to get into machinery, yeah, that's when we started to fuck the planet. Yeah, I can't imagine what we would have, if we would have done anything before that. Exactly. Although, recently I've been learning a little bit about ancient civilization mm. and the, there's a lost civilization that has really been taken away from history and it's to do with more like the Sphinx and the pyramids and whatnot. Mm, mm. And there's a lot of other megaglyph sites around the world which have... Um, timestamps where they're definitely this old mm. could be way older yes. and if they're way older what kind of technology because as they are pinpointed how old they are exactly at least that old within our history timeline there's no civilization with the technology to build that stuff that's it and that's where you start getting into the conversation of like uh, extraterrestrial life yeah. and potentially I, I'm not I'm not going towards yeah. the extraterrestrial I'm going towards a lost human civilization I don't want to yes well that could also be a thing like we could uh, see the rise and falls of, of different eras of humans as well because like I've also seen, I mean, going back to the slight extraterrestrial argument, mm. I've seen I mean, I'm, theories... I'm, I'm open to that as well. I've, a- I've seen theories that humans actually originated on Mars, which is, you know, because we're finding water on mm-hmm. Mars now. But, like, uh, the humans that were on Mars caused a massive climate catastrophe, kind of like we're seeing now. Yeah, okay. And sort of, like, managed to throw a few people... Into. Back to Earth, like... Um, or at least a few sort of like markers, whether yeah, okay. or not this uh, Martian life force was, um, you know, ape descendant themselves or something like that. And, you know, just yeah. managed to sort of slot into evolution from there. Yeah. Um, the, the theory is that Mars used to be our habitable place, okay. but climate catastrophe yeah. uh, fucked it up so much that... Mm. They flung themselves to Earth, and perhaps that was the meteor that maybe. destroyed the Earth. Uh, maybe I've seen a lot of different theories. I don't know how much stock there Wait, is which, in them. Which, I'm not a conspiracy which, theorist which, which, which time, myself. Yeah, which time of meteor are you speaking of? Because well, the, that's, the Earth, that's the, the Earth's been thing. the Earth the Earth has been impacted by meteors all over the history. Exactly, but like you know the one the one that they typically say wiped out the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. I don't that know. One. I don't know shit about that. I know about um uh a asteroid that caused the younger dryas which is when it kind of ended the ice age when mm. it was not there was an ice age which was going back i think don't quote me on time i think it's 12 or thirteen thousand years ago mm. and it took a few thousand years for it to be completely over but they say that was the ice age was caused from a meteor strike mm. it hit the earth which melted um which fucked and ended up um 
heating up around the around that area melting the um, glaciers mm. and causing mass flooding and mass like flooding and fire all around the world and it's complete, okay. complete um, catastrophe mm. which which goes back to what we were saying before about lost civilization. At that time, it would have wiped out the majority of civilization. Yes. And we like went down. When you to have a, catastrophic yeah, events Yeah, we like went that. down to a small group, and they have been able to. It's hard to prove the meteor, but they have been able to prove the Younger Dryas theory of mm. the Ice Age ending. Yeah. But the meteor has is a hard one to prove. And I don't know. I haven't learned Sorry, enough it's about. Like, it's getting cold now. It does change in fucking um, temperature. But they haven't been exactly. I don't know from from my understanding. I know they've proved they've definitely proven the younger dryas where it's got mass flooding, and the ice age ending. Mm. But about the meteor, not one hundred percent. But before I go into that side of things, have you heard about the Mars has got a massive fucking like crater because a mm. ast- an asteroid is completely fucked up like half side of Mars. What so, recently? No, or? not recently. Okay, a good. Long time I was gonna ago, say, long, yeah. long time ago. I was listening to someone talk about Mars, and he was kind of going into a bit of a theory on like what was life like on Mars mm. a while back. Yeah. Because we have, can can find life on Mars now with the ice and what is it we ice? We can, yeah, yeah. There's um, there's is it ice. Is yeah. It? yeah, yeah. There's ice. And yeah. he said that there is a massive portion of Mars which is a lot lower than one side of Mars because a long Ooh. time ago it got struck by a big fuck off asteroid that if it hit earth that we wouldn't be there like we wouldn't we wouldn't be here anymore yeah so that that was an interesting um thing they learned about mars mars is an i don't know how i feel about that theory myself i've never actually really heard yeah i I don't i don't have a huge stuff it's really hard like you've got to jump out i just thought it was interesting yeah 100 percent. but you've got to jump out on a limb yeah exactly but but that's a big limb to jump out of but, it is but, but it's purely to uh that one was mostly linked to the whole why are the pyramid the pyramids just so mathematically perfect actually that's where we came onto that subject because yeah. we were talking about greenhouse gases um and that industrial revolution mm. but when and I, human impact yeah, throughout but I'm history sp- yeah when you try and look at the pyramids, the Sphinx, and some other megaglyphs, and how perfectly they mm. are aligned to the stars. To the stars and to the cardinal directions yeah, and all of those sort of like, things. Like, it is... To do that now, we it need... It is crazy. To do that now, we need a good computer that's going to run that fucking shit. Otherwise, because an architect's not going to be able... Like, you need mapping. Like, you have to have a pro- good understanding of astronomy. Mm. And we know that now because we have all these things already set up in our computers. Like, it's just exactly. the easiest way. And exactly. then, apart from that, when we talk about machinery mm. to make a pyramid like that we're going to need some big cranes that's not that's ma- it. it's not getting done by manpower like some manpower I'm sure but there has to be because they did build ramps as they were going up like yeah well that's what they say we don't know we can't well, be sure it's all conjecture anyway yeah. really that's what I'm saying though but the way that like some of these rocks I mean some of these stones on the pyramids right, weigh anywhere between 10 and 100 tonne Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like there's some ridiculous numbers, and there's so many of them, and they're aligned so perfectly, and they're placed so perfectly that you mm. can't, like, some of them you can't fit paper between these fucking stones, and they're so, like, per- like so cut so cleanly, mm. and it's cut, like, and the Sphinx is another one. The Sphinx is a whole different thing. That's yeah. cut into a fucking bedrock. Mm. Like, it's cut, it's, if you cut a hole into this, where the Sphinx is um, placed, like, where they started the, um, the Sphinx, and it's made of fucking bedrock. Mm. They need some, they're not just going to give a hammer and a fucking, that fucking, ha- what do you call this? Fucking hammer? Chisel. And, hammer and chisel. It's not going and the way that the architecture of the pyramids is just so complex that I can't mm. imagine from our understanding of history and like where civilization was 
before, like around the time of the Greeks and whatnot, they weren't up to scratch on that. They weren't really, they weren't that advanced. Mm. So it's more, and, and another thing for the Sphinx as well, and I just want to know what the technology they had, but I'm, I'm never going to be able to figure that out. No, naturally we're never going to be able to no, figure that out. But, but for the Sphinx and how we're going back into the Younger Dryas theory, the mm. Ice Age, that was something like 12,000 years ago, the Sphinx um, has got water erosion on it. And that's been fully, um, fully tested. It's been fully confirmed that it's because it had some markings on the side that someone else had um, questioned in the eight, late 80s. And then someone in the 90s, um, an Egyptianologist by the name of John Anthony West, he um, finally got someone, in a, like a professor of geology, mm-hmm. to come and test it. Because if it was the case that it had water erosion on it, the last time they had heavy rainfall in, in the fucking weather in that desert was back um, in the ice age times like in the younger driest times which would date it back to at least 10,000 years which at the moment they say it's about 6,000 I think four or, between four or 6,000 that's where Egypt's history stems from yeah. and to say that it's at least 10,000 and the person that came that um, got the geologists coming because it's also like you don't understand how it's the lion right yeah yeah when it the way that some people are guessing at is it's it's the lion of Leo the astrology sign mm. And if it's when it's facing Leo, it's only at certain times in history where it's mm-hmm. facing the what do you call those star signs? What's another word for it? That's been, constellation. Yeah, when it's stays, stay, when it's facing the constellation Leo, that dates it back to thirteen thousand years ago or thirty six thousand years ago, because that's the only two times. Like the last two times, it's been facing Leo and it's a lion. And you look at how perfectly the pyramids are lined up. We've measured that. It isn't a far stretch to guess that it was aligned to Leo, which means yeah. it could be one of those two times. That's it. Oh, that makes it really interesting. And, and to say that we were, had we built that back then, it's like we have no understanding. We have no history of them. We don't know what technology they use. Mm. And that, that's a whole different conversation. But I was like, think when you were talking about the Industrial Revolution, I'm like, fuck, what technology did that? And it was we, we don't have any history of it. We have no understanding, but there mm. had to be technology. But we do know that... Uh, at least for the point that I was making about the industrial mm. revolution relating to oh, climate yeah, change, yeah, we can yeah. see the science that it has absolutely had an yeah, effect. Yeah, no, I'm with that. Yeah, but like, for instance, I don't know if you've watched any of the latest episodes of Rick and Morty, right? No, I've watched the new ones yet. Oh, Damn okay. It. I need to. You can spoil it for me. I've, 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 I've watched all of Rick and Morty on, up to season four. And then I go watch it again, and I'm like, did I watch this episode? I can't, I can't remember. Season four is actually so good. Season five, I don't think it's quite ramped up yet. It's but, only a couple of episodes out there, right? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's at least three. Yeah, yeah, I saw it at two. At least three. There might have been another one uploaded today. I don't know. I haven't checked yet. Oh, man. But anyway, um, this isn't really a spoiler or anything. No, but it's there, all good. there is one part where there is a wooden version of Jerry, right? Uh-huh. Like a mechanical wooden version of Jerry. Okay. And he's sitting there and he's like, I want to survive the event that's going on. So yeah. he finds a can of varnish and coats himself entirely in varnish, walks into a river because he can now survive the river. And like it starts off with him being like pulled apart and put into a dam by beavers, right? Eventually, it just sort of like shows that Jerry has now become, this wooden Jerry has become immortal. And he's watching history, like the future history unfold onto itself. Ah. And like Christianity and all of these like massive parts of history, like the cowboy era, eras yeah, yeah. of like the Midwest and all that, 
they happen again and again and again and again. I'm curious about that. So he's just sitting there like, oh my god, humanity just repeating itself. It makes a lot of fucking sense. I mean, but that sort of plays into uh, the mm. explanation of like how the hell were the pyramids and the sphinx made if the if the technology that we assume that they had at the time which Mm. keep in mind that history does have a bias on like uh historical events just being far 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 under our comprehension no well when you start looking into some of the architecture in the pyramids for Mm. example like i had someone explain there are certain pillars in certain rooms that to push that, and they were up on the top level, to mm. be, and that they had to get that pillar up a certain angle, mm. which there's no manpower in existence that could do it. Mm. No pulley system, no, there was not, there's nothing. The only way to do that is with a machinery like electro, like a fucking proper, like fucking mm. crane machinery. Mm. And then his other theory was, well, there's no evidence of that. So it's curious whether or not maybe the, like the idea of telekinesis as was around then potentially who knows and it really i'm not against the idea of alien influence i'm really not i'm just i'm not like even then that might not even be an alien influence that could just be like that was how we evolved at the time Mm. and we've since lost that ability yeah no 100 percent have you ever heard about i can't remember how to say it probably anuaki it's a alien race that helped civilization it's a theory or whatever mm. anuaki i can't say it someone's gonna be pulling me up mm. my um my friend um that i had on not my flatmate ashley uh, my friend katie her brother was explaining to me a long time a few years ago he got into a deep dive into um the egyptian all this stuff here mm, mm. and he was talking about this um, alien race that has come up through mythology for a long time yeah and it's been changed within the different um, religions and whatnot, yeah. but it's the kind of same characters, and they were the ones that's in the in the mythology. It is like the the ones that came to show civilization how to do things. Like they were like demigod looking kind of creatures, yeah. and it come and it comes up in mythology again and again and again with like this kind in of different areas help, of the like world a, that like a, would have no contact. Yeah, with each other yeah, and well. it's like, yeah, a, I've, like I've heard a little bit about. There's that. like a demigod character that helps the human race, mm. and there's a, a definite. I don't remember exactly. I want to have him on my podcast. I was thinking about it today. I'm gonna message him. I'm gonna get him on because he knows <laughs> he's got a really interesting way of looking at things from what he's um, paid it like listen to mm. and he'd have a better understanding of it but there are there is something in the egyptian uh, mythology with a certain character i can't remember his name mm. which is linked to the anuaki anu, anu, i can see it but i can't fucking say it probably i think it's anu, anuaki that's interesting and um I was watching a show on a, a platform called Gaia, which is a streaming platform. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I've, I've, that <laughs> I've platform heard of is that. controversial. It's got mm. a lot of it's got a lot of fucking crazy, wacky bullshit. Oh, yeah. But on the lost civilization side of things, there's mm. a so, there's a series called Lost Civilization. Uh, yeah, I've heard about that series. That that's great series. I mean, a lot of it mm. is theories, and a lot a of it, lot of it is, is mythology. A lot of unfounded sort of thing so take them with a grain of salt what do you mean unfounded like uh there's no evidence to suggest that anything of of this like could be true like their theory could be true it's all speculation i only trust the people on the lost civilization that i've Mm. um, been paying attention for a long time they were like journalists or they were like have phds in a certain science and things like that Mm -hmm. i'm more leaning towards at least what they're kind of going out especially when they say about their theories with Mm -hmm. from what they understand about their mythologies every theory should be taken with a grain of salt anyway so just keep that in mind 100 mm-hmm. percent, but they go into a lot of the stories of those these um demigod characters that helped the egyptian 
culture learn how to do like to make the to learn to learn how to live their lives and mm. create the civilization that they did mm. that's the idea and that that's but that's it's hard it's hard to really say what what's what's what what's what so, but, so i'm not against the idea of the um extraterrestrials helping human beings mm. um especially when it comes to we have no evidence of technology that would have made those fucking pyramids because mm. it wasn't i don't we can't say it was humans and pulleys and fucking stones on rock stones on fucking tree trunks and fucking pushing them down some of the stones are cut from quarries fucking like way down the river they just put those on boats oh yeah this everyone one two three lift and on the boat yeah but that, what are they gonna do and it's not gonna be a pulley system when they weigh mm. fucking tons and tons yeah. but that's why i i don't like this idea that like the the history that we have now because you know history was always written by the victors and there is mm. there is absolutely a bias yeah of uh historians to be like oh the the people in past um past civilizations and that there's no way they could do these things because mm. you know it took us this long to to figure yeah. it out in our own history that we can live through for yeah. instance but like you know uh powered things like maybe not electrically powered things I, but like yeah. the idea that someone didn't have a campfire somewhere and, and was boiling a pot of water and noticed a fucking fan spinning or something like that, like a leap that they've got over it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. These are natural forces that yeah. we all learn about as children. Like, oh, tide can push sand. Interesting. Like, this yeah. isn't a new concept. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe there was these, like, even if it was a rudimentary machine, like a machine mm, mm. that was capable of doing these yeah, things and, and then just got lost to time. Yeah, no, 100%. And I'm not, I was never, I'm not insinuating any kind of electronic technology, mm, any kind mm. of machinery that is made how we do ours. Mm. I think it has to be something completely different. Yeah, it could be completely and different. And if, it, if it's not, I just, what our are, engineering and design builds off itself. So like, I'm just, no, I'm just so just curious to, way. I'm just so curious why there's no leftover history of it. Because we have found a lot of, um, we can find a lot of history towards like the hunter gatherer tribes and different okay, continents, yeah. and but when it comes down to these megalith sites that are like so old and that, but the, where they're placed in history at least, mm. so that's where it says like when they say it's at least, um, so there's another site in Turkey called Gobekli Tepe. Mm. They tested that it was it was covered up. It was a massive circular mega site with like twenty. 22 i believe i'm pretty sure it was 22 stones and that i hate that because when 22 comes up and i'm like 22 it's like bam favorite number yeah there favorite it is. number gets me but um i'm pretty sure it's 22 stone pillars um placed very precisely they mm. excavated five percent of it yeah and it's in turkey right by the border of syria so it's very dangerous Ooh, okay yeah and so that so but when they because what happened was i was just listening to the story today that's why it's put like come in my mind um someone was um fucking mine their sheep and they were digging a mountain or digging a hill like the mm. hill was there and they needed to dig it I don't know what it was it was just a farmer guy that dug it and he found this stone and then he asked someone to check it out they were digging it eventually mm. the archaeologists come and they start digging like, it Whoa. they can test the soil mm. and the thing about this site is it was covered up intentionally mm. so they tested the soil and the soil is at least from what is it 8000 BC 10,000 okay. years old okay but the thing about Turkey is that long ago agriculture was coming out of nowhere yeah and they were just just figuring out agriculture yeah so 
it's hard to say whether or not it was those guys that built that or someone else that came in that taught these people agriculture but at the the same time like for for sites that have been intentionally uh covered up and stuff like that like you got to keep in mind that like the history of the world has a shit ton of war and stuff like that and like oppression and oppression and just like a genocide Mm -hmm. so we have no idea how many civilizations like civilizations ancient civilizations that could have been that have just been completely wiped off the face of history itself yeah 100 percent. because like you know as as soon as a culture invades and wants to um completely take over a place what do they do they destroy everything yeah i was learning i was learning Uh, history markers anything that can be loved will be destroyed it's a real shame the greeks and the romans really fucked some shit up we have no idea everyone did oh yeah yeah but every inquisition everywhere yeah oh this is very true that's from from my standpoint that from where civilization historically like from like civilization Mm. in in a modern sense because i i was learning today that um civilization shouldn't be just given to the like from from the greeks and onwards i think yeah. that some of these other cultures clearly with the egyptians and i think some of these oh, hunter gatherer were absolutely yeah but even some of these hunter gatherer tribes and um whatnot around mm. the around the world mm. that's still a type of civilization it's a community but still i don't i still could class them well look at the australian first nations mm. um history mm. which i mean we've just come out of nadoc week so lovely time to talk about it um, for the longest time, history has decided that Australian First Nations uh, countries have been uncivilized, but that's completely untrue. Because like, mm-hmm. uh, it's the oldest known culture on the face of the planet. Yeah, one hundred percent. By a lot, like sixty thousand years. I was listening to something. Just a side note that there was a time in the world where a catastrophe happened. And the only country that wasn't fucked up was Australia. Probably, yeah. And because of that, it meant that their culture didn't get dismantled then. And it got to just hang on out and do its own thing. Whereas mm. all these other cultures had to completely start anew. Yeah, and it, but exactly. I, I was, yeah, it's really strange Australia. But there's these connotations that because Australia, uh, like the First Nations peoples, uh, during their extremely long history, mm. didn't... do yeah didn't do the historically civilized things which is townships and all of that like what is to say that townships and infrastructure means civilization yeah i think they were doing the right thing i think they're doing fantastic i think they the same we need to bring back some of that that history and that knowledge yeah i was um i was talking to my buddy i was on my um, buddy's podcast on sunday and i was talking a little about that and the difference between Australian culture and their natives compared to the New Zealand culture and their natives. Yes, Blake and I get on to that topic a lot. I bet, I bet, because from my perspective, there's a reason why New Zealand's got 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 to keep their culture more so than Australia. Absolutely. And I think it's that hundred year gap because there's about a hundred to a little bit longer than a hundred compared to when Australia was starting to get fully settled mm. and New Zealand. Yeah. They both got bloodshed. They both got the natives both Massive, got fucked. Yeah, yeah. But Australia got the fucking worst end of it. Like yes. the, like the way that they um, the Native American no, <laughs> Native, <laughs> the Native Ooh, Australians. Yeah, yeah. I've, th- I've been thinking about Native Americans a lot recently. Yeah. <laughs> the na- the Native Australians is where I was going towards. Yeah. The Aboriginals um they got they got treated so much worse than the New Zealand the yes. Maoris did. 
and their culture has been almost wiped off this country and it's yes, fucking devastating. Actually, it's so many, it's so... so many cultures have because uh, like I was trying to explain to Blake, my partner, mm. um, like literally a week ago because it was NADOC week and we were talking mm. about all of these things because um, being in Griffith, particularly the, the art school that I'm in, oh, yeah. um, we have this fantastic opportunity to have a dedicated contemporary Australian Indigenous arts yeah, sector. Okay. That's cool. And we are all... I love Which I forgot art. to mention that that was one of the taster subjects as well. And that was actually probably one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Because um, while it's not learning about Indigenous art history... Well, there is a little bit. Mm. It was more so teaching connection to land and yeah. and all of these things that in that first nations people have been trying to talk to us about but we as european settlers and and non-indigenous australians just have not had the heart to listen to it's, it's really unfortunate yeah and it's, it's terrible because there's over there's well over 200 individual countries of first nations people within australia really yeah, which is another reason probably why it's been so difficult to integrate um, First Nations culture into Australia as a whole because, like, how do you pick and choose? Yeah. Because there's so much uh, difference and variations in all of these things. And that's why I believe that First Nations people absolutely were civilized. Mm. It's just they were nomadic. Yeah. So there's wow. no point in, in building infrastructure. There's something fucking romantic about how the Aboriginals lived their life before the whites came. Oh, there's it's so, so fantastic. There's something about it that just draws me in. I think, but I'm very drawn to, like, I want to go to the Amazon. I want to go. Mm. I want to go see these tribes that are still out there. Like, I want to mm. go to Africa. I just want to go. I, there's something about completely escaping civilization in this fucking mm. city. I want to go and live like nomad life or in a community where I just hunt and hunt and gather. And, but and it's so interesting because they definitely had these community things. Like there are community mm. meeting places all over, all over Australia that have been like identified as community meeting places. But we as well, not, not we naturally because like, uh, you know, you, you can't exactly continue to take stock of like this blame when I as an individual, for instance, and like the people alive in Australia, the individuals alive in Australia, we did not personally do yeah, it. That's, that's uh... where you get to these really awkward conversations because it's like, yes, we must show, shoulder the burden of history and yes. accept and acknowledge and work towards true yeah. and actual rec uh, reconciliation. Someone said to me that but I like only need to feel responsible. But like you can't also continue yeah. to hold the blame. What was it? Someone said to me that I need to feel responsible or like I need to apologize or I need to feel... What's the word? Oh, I've got to feel like... Like, like you were saying. Like, you like, should feel guilt. Yeah, guilty. And, and like to a like degree I, you do I'm like, I'm, I'm, like I'm like I'm like, damn it, man. I got, yeah. I got born white. Fuck. Exactly. And I, and I understand that I'm privileged. Like I'm like one of them. Mm, I'm like in the mm. highest individuals. I'm white and I'm a fucking male. Like mm. And I get that. But to say that I should feel responsible for what my ancestors did and like how I should take the, I should take that mm. as a person. Where I'm like, I try specifically not to be racist or. Mm. To th I think everyone should have equal rights, equal opportunity. It becomes a really hard conversation because like we must we must acknowledge 
that there is generational hurt here. Yeah, no, for Like sure. the pain of what settlers did, mm-hmm. our ancestors did, Those is still being felt to this day. And not a part of my family. Yeah. Well, fucking did to know. me. Yeah, <laughs> Legit. exactly. Legit. Fuck you, yeah. <laughs> but um, for instance, it... I reckon one of the reasons that Australia hasn't come further in even establishing like a treaty. Yeah, I was we talking. No I was, yeah, I was talking to someone else about that because that's one sort of thing that which was is really... actually a, a promise that the Labor Party uh, are trying to keep. I can't believe to... that fucking shit. I know, dude. It that's that's, a, that's the thing. Ridiculous, doesn't yeah, it? Because you guys have had one for ever. Yeah. No, when New Zealand we don't have one. When New Zealand, um, when they finally ended the bloodshed it was mm. through the treaty of waitangi yeah and they decided they did that and then the maldives allowed the white people to come in basically it wasn't yeah. it was a treaty and then we're not going to fight anymore we're going to get along yeah and they did get along and their culture is still very powerful within new zealand and it's amazing to see every time i go to new zealand because i've been to like rotorua and yeah. all of those places where culture is still so alive and being taught yeah. to even even to tourists and that yeah, it's so special. Oh no, that's great. I'm, and I'm we for, need so that, fortunate. We need that more in Australia. And it's because it becomes very difficult, particularly in our modern society with like cancel culture and all of that, mm. to discuss topics that may be considered racist. Yeah, no. Because uh as part of some of the um we call them Kaya, the contemporary uh, Indigenous Australia, um, arts, Australian Indigenous arts subjects. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember one of them in particular, it was about rebellion art. Okay. It was fantastic. I love that subject. Uh, the lecturer was an Indigenous woman. Okay. Absolutely love her. And she said to me, like, well, she said to all of us, and we were doing the class over uh, Skype as well, because this is during the COVID times, so this is yeah. last year. She said, like, this is your opportunity to ask any question that you feel like you can't ask in society because, like, maybe it's considered racist or something. Yeah. Like, this is a safe place to have an open conversation about these things. Yeah. Because if we can't talk about it, nothing's going to f- get fixed. And yeah. I remember someone in the class asking, like, you know, Kevin Rudd made the I'm sorry, like, we're sorry speech in what, like 2007 or something like that, right? Okay. Something very, a while back. I'm sure he would. Um, why has reconciliation not been achieved yet? Yeah. And the way my lecturer described it to me, because like I was sitting there admittedly like in the same sort of mindset because I'm just like you know there are so many like government run initiatives and all these things like why why can't we all just get along at this yeah, point yeah and the way she said it to me was like it's like being in an abusive relationship with someone right they do something truly terrible to you like sell your possessions beat you whatever it is and they say they're sorry but continue to do it yeah. that's not an apology yeah there needs to be actual change and we still haven't seen any change because like i'm pretty sure the uh minister for indigenous affairs currently in australia is tony abbott one of the most racist yeah i know but it's like why have we never had indigenous people in cabinet like uh, brisbane we are very lucky that brisbane has always been on the more progressive side about Mm. it because uh 30 years ago, uh, the Lord Mayor that we had at the time, I can't remember his name, 
but he would regularly consult with um, elders of the community. Really? Yeah, oh, that's and this great. is thirty years ago. This that's is back in really the nineties, and had um, council members that were indigenous and all and all of these sort of things. Yeah. And for once, for the first time in Australia history, we actually had progression. Yeah, in these in these topics. That's one thing New Zealand really had on par, on, on the ball, I mean. You they, guys did a fantastic job. We, like, we've had the uh, New Zealand um, um, politician, polit, uh, like a political, a political party, like a Maori, the Māori party. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, that's that's a really great party. It's not mm. gonna, it's not like a Labour or um, National Party, which mm. is the two top ones. But then there's another party in New Zealand. Labour and Liberal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, Labour is our Liberal. Oh, National is okay. our Conservative. Oh. But it's it's not it's not like an American stance. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, they're both great, and they're both like, yeah. So similar to us, except yeah. you call your Liberal Party the National. Yeah, system, yeah. Because for the, us, the, it's the Liberal National anyway. Our um, yeah, which is which is why it's so different in these yeah. two countries compared to America. Yeah, because they they're Liberal is they're, they're like they're, Democrats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our um, Labour Party, from my understanding, is more of the People Party, whereas the National Party is more for the businesses, and that's just the. the it's basically laws. the working class versus the one yeah. percent, really. But they, but they both have great policies that help everyone, yeah. and that's yeah. why it's it's a tough one to choose. Like New Zealand's had a tough call on it, from my perspective. I don't I've never voted. I've been in Australia for mm-hmm. every vote, so mm-hmm. I've missed my vote. But I'm happy with the way that they're sitting yeah, now. Yeah, Position, um, yeah. But they've they've had uh, the Maori integration for politics has been there for quite a while mm. from my at least from my perspective. Like the Labour Party merged with a, uh, another party a, f- a couple of elections, uh, one election ago, or mm. the election before that. The leader of that party was Maori, mm. and that was just a it felt like conjoining because the leader mm. of um that's uh, that's our prime minister now. Mm. She oh, is, we love Jacinda. Yeah, Jacinda, and it was I've I've been really enjoying watching her. It's like integrate the Maori culture into all everything she does mm, just more so than anyone else amazing job but even in the past i remember there was a there was this one prime minister we had helen clark and my grandma told me i'm related to her because her uh, but it's hard to fucking really verify that but <laughs> she said that her mum's maiden name was clark and that there's a um relation there's some okay yeah but just like cool yeah. i'm related to Emma watson <laughs> on that's why you oh, that's sweet <laughs> Oh, that's another story because everyone thinks my name's Eric Adams, but it's not going through that. It used to be Watson. <laughs> it is now Eric Adams. That was a bad statement. I used to be related to Emma Watson. Then I changed my name. Never yeah, related no, to Emma Watson. Anymore. I'm never. <laughs> I don't know any Adams people, really. Mm. Anyway, continuing. Uh, uh, no, um, Helen Clark was a prime minister for oh, a long time. Clark, yeah. which, um, she was really good at integrating the Maori culture and through the politics as well. Mm. They just, just As long as I remember... Through watching the news and politics, there was just no no racism at all. Oh. It, just, it was just like we're I just but we like it was more so like we want the they wanted more people to have a more better understanding of the Maori culture. Yeah, because it's just there. It needs to you need to kind of understand what this and it's, and, and it's like you need to understand it because it's the New Zealand heritage. Mm. Like we're just the we're the extras. That was mm. the kind of perspective I was getting. Like mm. and it's like we're a part of New Zealanders, but we need to be respectful to the Maoris because yeah. it's their land. That was very much imprinted on me. Through politics and through mm. what I, through what I watched the news, of mm. course there was also a lot of um, unbiased, like bias. There was unconscious racism mm. through the media, which led me. But that was that was more so for because like they were trying to paint the gangs 
and like the gang mm. members, like the Maori gang members, is out to be bad, yeah. and that, that kind of racism. Like, yeah. And it wasn't trying to say that you find a Maori person, he's um, probably in a gang, he's probably a bad person. Yeah. But it was it was like this thing. I was actually I was talking about it on that podcast with my friend a little bit about it because I used to feel scared of um, certain places in the city they lived in mm. because they were the ghetto and there mm. was a lot of um, gang violence through there. But I'd be scared of that whole entire suburb thinking that any Māori in there is going to be um, dangerous. And yeah. As a child, of course. Yeah. As I grew up, I realised that's ridiculous. Yeah, completely that's ridiculous. Just a, that's just yeah. a poor... That's a um, um, poor... Commu- like a suburb, mm. which has just been... That's just... It's just one of, it's one of those things that does happen. doesn't yeah. mean everyone in there is bad. It's just unfortunate that gangs run those fucking suburbs. Yeah, and that's a programmed bias that someone yeah. would have, like, purposely yeah. put onto so you in that, order to spread Yeah, it. and that's, that, that happens everywhere all around the world. Absolutely. But, but through, we have it so much here. Yeah, but through, at least the news and politics, I've always seen, it's always seen, like, no racism. I've, mm. I, I've never really, I, there's not really a lot of racist, like, racism scandals or any of that yeah. kind of shit that I've seen in New Zealand. I don't, yeah. I'm just pretty sure we're all fucking chill. It's like... Yeah, you guys do a fantastic job of it. We, we've also had a lot of different um, cultures from the Pacific Islands come through there. Yeah. So, like, I've always, yeah. I've always known, like, there's Maldives and then there's Samoans, there's Tongans and Fijians, and they all fucking live in New Zealand. Because <laughs> why not? Who the fuck wants to stay on an Beautiful island? Beautiful country, why wouldn't you? Yeah, who wants to stay on a little island like that? Mm. You can earn more money over there. But that's why you moved to Australia, too. Because <laughs> there's more money over here than New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because, um, you know, to me, I didn't actually realise that... Uh, New Zealand was less well off than Australia for oh, well, for quite a long time. Probably not until uh, meeting Blake and we started talking about our respective cultures and all that. And he's like, "Yeah, we see all of you guys as like filthy, filthy rich." And I'm like, "Oh, see, we just look at you like us, like we look at ourselves." No, no, it's no, like, no, no. Actually, New Zealand is actually quite a quite a poor country in That's... in comparison. And that was like mind blowing to me. I, it's, I'm so surprised. I don't know how New Zealand has has made it this far. Like, I'm like, where is the excess money coming in to support that country? Yeah, like, and like, how does the economy keep turning? I don't know. And it's like, we do supply a lot of um, our dairy and our meat across Mm. to Australia and around the world. Mm. We also have a very good logging industry as well. Do we? Yeah, that's that's, uh, actually where Blake started working. Interesting. That would make make a lot of sense. And Mm. I know. I'm not actually. No, I don't know. I don't know how long fish last. Can you transport fish? Yeah, you can. Uh, it's it's not wise to because it's not going to be as fresh. But at yeah, the same time, if you're if you're packaging that, fish to be like a frozen mm, fish sort of product yeah. anyway. Well, I know our fish just uh, taste fucking amazing, and it's yes. good. It's Blake so keeps I, telling me that. I, like, I, I, don't I think eat that fish. must. Be, but that won't. Be, but that won't be the same as the meat that we can like we transport and our dairy products that we transfer around the world. Mm. That's one of our biggest industries. Yeah. And fairly so because it tastes like all of it. Their meat and their dairy in New Zealand is just on another level compared to I will to agree to that. Like if New Zealand, just food in general, mm. just base food is yeah, man. delicious. Dude, so good. I miss like just having fish and chips. <laughs> See, Blake's is the same I just, thing. I just want to go have some greasy Blake's fish and chips. And it's like greasy and it's gross. But then you go to this fucking, this shit in this country and you're like, what the fuck? I just paid thirteen dollars for a scoop of chips and some and a fish that take that's fucking crusty. I I will admit up in Cairns, like you're buying fish and stuff like that is a lot better. Oh yeah, I'm general I'm got, generalizing because I've found yeah, some yeah, places. We've got like coral trout and a oh, red okay. and stuff I'd like, like really that. good quality yeah. fish. I've um what was the place? I Too bad I don't like anything in terms of seafood. Uh wherever I went I went um I went up 
I think I was probably wasn't this conversation. I can't fully remember. I went up towards Rainbow Beach, where yeah. the baby was, and yeah. I got suggested a fish and um, chip shop there that was fucking awesome. Mm. But I think it was because they caught it locally. Probably yeah. Anything right. locally caught is the good, good in terms of uh, fish, and luckily for New Zealand because you guys are a lot smaller of a country. Yeah, it's all pretty. There's local. a there's a lot of Areas, close yeah. to the ocean compared yeah, to us. Did you ever try on um, white bait? <laughs> no. White bait patties or white white bait fritters? Oh my god, they're good. It looks. I mean, I don't eat fish. Oh, you don't eat fish? No, I find um, it disgusting. Uh, white bait is a different level. It looks like sperm. It's fucking great. <laughs> but like big sperm, of course. <laughs> It's all these little <laughs> tiny tails and it's white and yeah. <laughs> no, but it tastes amazing. I wasn't. I'm just. It's, I don't care. You don't like fish. I don't need a salad for you. Anything from the ocean can stay there. <laughs> oh, I'm I'll take your abalone shells though and make something pretty out of them. Abalone. Ab- what? Like power. Oh well, what the f- what abalone? Yeah. But that sounds like you're saying bologna, like the meat. No, abalone is a kind of um. It's sort of like a muscle. But it's not. Are you talking about power? Uh, power, I think, is a different type of abalone, but they're in the same family. Uh, what does abalone look like? Similar. Ah, oh, so like kind of rainbowy. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love power. Uh, power tastes good too, and the power shells are good to keep. See, I'm good with the shells. You can eat the you can eat the power. I'll power have the shells. Power is so good, man. I will and have the, the shells things. look sick. Like I, there was there's a thing in Christchurch where it's a house that. It used to be a regular house, but mm-hmm. now it's been historically preserved inside this museum. Ooh. Inside, you walk inside this house, like this, it's like, a, and it's like more like a room, I think, or at least the lounge room of the house, maybe per se. Mm. And it might, maybe it's not historically preserved. Maybe they've, um, don't know, what do you call it? They put it, what, they put it up. They're copying, copying, the copying what had replicated. Been, yeah, replicated it. Yeah. It's a lounge room with power shells on every on every spot of the wall, like everywhere. The whole wall is just power shells because oh. they're so close together. And it just that looks incredible, so man. I want to make some power uh, shell inlays for a guitar neck one day. Oh my god, that'd be so sick, man. So if anyone wants to send me some power shells, uh, let me know. I'll, sort, I'll, see what I, I'll see how much they are when I go back to New Zealand again. They're pretty expensive. Plus they? they're hard to uh, export nowadays, apparently. What do you mean? What, you can't just put them in your fucking backpack? Apparently not. I don't know. Fuck, jeez. Oh, bunch of fucking Something like that. Uh, I don't know. I know the power themselves in New Zealand are becoming a more protected species. That's why yeah. there's um, certain rules uh, there's, for fishing. There's, there's, always been mad, there's always been mad regulation on power fishing. Yeah. A lot of people have fucking been... They, they take the, they, what they do is they go fishing or they go power hunting because it's on the ro- like rocks and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but apparently you're not allowed to use like a scuba tank or anything and you can only take like a basket mm-hmm. worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what most people were doing when I was, when I was really young, my, like, my mate would be like, want to come get some power and we don't do it with any power like taking it off rocks or anything like that yeah. but, but but the reason I was going wasn't because my friend invited me his, he got told by his dad to invite his friends because yeah. the more fucking kids you can bring along the more oh, baskets of power more basket. and so oh, we were, he, he was collecting all this power and then it was selling like, oh, it's, it's, it's for each of us yeah, yeah. so all, all of us he, if, if, but no one even pulled us up but if we got pulled up they could say that all of us were involved yeah. with it which yeah. means we're, lead, we're allowed to take legally, it legally yeah because yeah. And they got fuck tons, and it was worth a shit ton. They, they, is, made, they made yeah. a fuck ton of money, and me and my friend were just watching. Didn't even get to eat me. Oh, damn. Ripped off. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my God. New Zealand and Australia are like night and day with how we treat um, indigenous peoples. Oh, right. No, you're, yeah, that's very right. It's so sad to see. Yeah. I wish. I really, I just. Because it's just this massive divide. And mm. the thing is, like, in order to actually have true reconciliation, 
we need to have like a united culture because like we have one true thing, integration. One thing about New Zealand that I've always noticed every time I'm there is like the fact that Maori culture is in- integrated so much uh-huh. is to the point where like all New Zealanders can claim it as their culture yeah. instead of being like no 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 that doesn't apply to me because yeah. I am not of this demographic. Yeah yeah yeah. Whereas you know it's it's become this united identity yeah, that family. trans yeah it transcends your skin color. Hundred percent, hundred. And that's something that we need to work towards in Australia because like. A while back, I was thinking about it, like after that in class, and I was sitting there like, I would really, really love to just talk to the elders of my community. Yeah. Like with no social media, no Mm. anything attached to it, I would just really like to know the history and the stories. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. If I, like, if I am allowed to do that, I would absolutely love to. Oh, I need to stretch this leg. Yeah, getting some cramps there, bud. Wrong spot, and I can't really do anything else except have this here <laughs> unless i sit like this oh this yeah, yeah okay yeah, i can see. see why you did this i yeah. can't even look at you what you're doing oh, my this is actual so, stance this is so much better now <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's really fucking unfortunate i just mm. i couldn't believe it when i got here and i felt like as i was i moved here when i was 16 i didn't really understand it when i came yeah. back when i was 18 i was a lot more aware and slowly watching and then learning a little bit about the history of how the aboriginals were treated when um the whites landed here it's just it's so far different from what happened in new zealand yeah and now like what's the, the what's lingering now is just it's horrible yeah it's just it's just it's just it's, it's perpetual hurt that as as long as we continue to act like this as a nation nothing is going to change no because well, would... it does change on an individual front first and then on a communal front it's just it's really unfortunate when you go into some of the major places in New Zealand like there's no there's not re- there are places which have a very moldy culture based more mm. so than anything else but even when you go into the cities and whatnot it's just it's all intertwined so yeah. so beautifully there's mirai- that's it. there's mud eyes all around the cities and that's, that's it because whereas like, we're in Brisbane yeah. now I don't know where the closest fucking Aboriginal thing is in here like mm. is there is there things and we have a lot more than uh, other capital cities as well in terms of indigenous integration I've seen amazing artwork and whatnot beautiful artwork there are commemorative plaques and that uh, around do they have any communities though yeah yeah absolutely where are they Uh, are they in Brisbane I wouldn't be able to tell you but are they in Brisbane yes okay I just don't know enough of them but I, I feel terrible that I don't know what the the indigenous countries are of Brisbane because we've got like at least three. Okay. Like there are three countries. Is that, yeah. Do you mean tribe? Does that mean is that the same as different tribe? Kind of yeah. Like origin yeah. tribe or the tribe origins? Yeah, sort of. But okay. but they are like countries, like actual nations. What do you mean actual nations? Like you know how I mentioned that there are over two hundred individual um, indigenous countries mm, around Australia. I absolutely don't really understand. They're that. all nations like New Zealand is different to Australia, is different to do they, France. Uh, do they, is, I They're think like I, actual countries. You know, I think I was I was listening to something recently, mm. somewhat recently where they were explaining that they go through their own um, court systems. Yeah, they do. They still do? I don't think they do so much anymore. But there must be some places that might be able to do that. Because I was here, I was, yes. I was definitely hearing it. It would about depend it. on the community, the nation. Hmm. But, you know, like, mm. it's it's the same thing as, like, 
individual communities of different nations, even even like, you know, for instance, an Italian community would have different ways of going about their lives in Australia as opposed to an English community. But they sort of abide by the Australian law. They do, yeah. But they, but like First Nations people still have their own uh, community guidelines and legal okay. systems that they have within themselves as well. Yeah, okay. It's just like nothing is obviously like legally, legally binding in the eyes of mm. Australia as a government, mm. which is unfortunate again. Mm. From what I was learning that there was some Aboriginal places that if you're a part of that tribe mm. and you still do something in public, you are sent back to them to go through their court system mm. because you're a part of that tribe. Like you're like, um, mm. fam- you're a part of that family, your family heritage is in that tribe. Mm. But if you do, yeah, you've got to be sent back to them and they, mm. they handle that situation. Yeah. I don't think you should call them tribes though. No, no, Commun- should be communities. I'm, I'm only using it as a country, is country, country and community. I think. Okay. Or mob mob is also good. Is it? Yeah. What's wrong with the tribe? Uh, has a different connotation. Okay, from I'm from yeah, I'm I've, I'm very lacking in my um understanding of different cultures, mm-hmm. and I used I think, and again that does come back to um just Australia as a whole. I think I'm thinking more so of tribe from the Americas probably because they yeah, are very tribal that's... and they have tribes and <clears throat> that's how they were yeah. kind of yeah. I, recently, I was learning a little bit about the Native American history mm-hmm. and they had tribes. Like yeah. they had these different Native American tribes that would all fight each other and how they yeah. were fighting the white people. Well, so First that... Nations people all did that as well, but they had mob instead. Or at least nowadays they refer to it as mob. Okay. Well, yeah, I was just, I was really um, guessing what the name of it from mm. my understanding of a place in Which the world. This is how we change mm. things. These are conversations. No, 100%. Mm. So a mob. But the mob sounds like... The word the mob for me is associated to an angry riot of people. Mm. That mob is about to go fucking tear shit down. Yeah, but it's reclaiming of word as well. Okay. I don't know. Again, I'm not an expert in these sort of mm. fields. I have I've only know what I have what I know through mm. uh, having open, open conversations mm. like I had at uni. Yeah. But I was curious to whether or not that mob of people in Australia from what I was listening, because I remember they were talking about it and it made me feel a similar feel to how the Vatican is set up in Italy. Because mm-hmm. the Vatican in Italy is completely separate from the Italian government. It is, yeah. It's its own country. And that's, yeah. that's where I'm curious. When you, were, when you were saying country and you were talking to... And then it reminded me of the time where someone explained that there are some... Um, Maybe it was in the past. I'm not sure if it's present. Don't completely quote me. Mm-hmm. But someone was definitely saying that and within Australia, there was a place, maybe it was one specific place, but they didn't have to abide by the exact law of mm. the township. It was They were sent back to the tribe and the elders um, mm. had a system set up to handle anything like that. Which would probably be more effective in the situation. Mm, yeah, no, I think so. I'm curious to, to the effect of that and learning a little bit more about it. Mm, but when you, I'd yeah, like to learn more as yeah, well. Yeah, when you were saying country, that my mind was associating it to the same definition and when, from when I first learned about that situation and then when I was learning about the Vatican in Italy. Mm, mm. So I'm like, is it like that? Or is, is it a variation of that? No, it's more like Europe, you know, how they're all individual countries, but they still part have... Part of the continent. Have, what? They're all part of the continent. Yeah, pretty the, much. 
But yeah, but those are definitely countries. Like yeah, they got flags and they. Oh no, they do have flags here too. What am I talking about? Yeah, we yeah. we do have flags here, but like each. But do they? But they don't. Each have... country, each indigenous country, mm. had its own markers and mm. and things that set it apart. But, but now, do it's they? Just we we don't. Do we? We uh, destroyed all of so that. Does Australia not respect them enough to um, have them as the same? It's like they are meant to be like the countries in Europe but yep. we don't treat them that way and they don't That's we don't exactly give them it. we don't give them the equal the equal opportunity rights as we do to places like the Vatican all these European yep. countries we should be doing that and like we should be okay and that's how racist as a as a country our government yeah, is and it has been a problem regardless of labor or liberal for so long it's realistically only recently and only with the labor party that we've seen sorry to get political here no it's okay that we've I love seen politics. i just don't know anything about australian politics oh it's very interesting watch uh friendly geordies for that if you What's that? it's a youtube channel currently okay and currently they're having a little bit of strife actually because um okay. one of the producers who is actually a music student mm. down in sydney but one of the main producers and is a journalist, holds journalism press passes and everything. Mm. He got arrested early last month by the uh, terrorism detection uh, mm. that was established after the Lint Cafe. Oh, shit. And it was because uh, John Barilaro, the, deputy, the deputy, <laughs> deputy Premier of New South Wales, by the way, New South Wales is incredibly corrupt, um, he's <laughs> suing uh, Friendly Geordies as a channel and Jordan Shanks, the uh, the face of it, for um, defaming him. Oh my! I love how people by do that. pointing out a lot of the illegal enough shit that has been going on. So uh, they, so he actually went goodness. straight to the anti-terrorism squad. Mm. and arrested an innocent journalist that's ridiculous. in an attack on free speech that's ridiculous and it's purely because like uh chris Lanker is the person who got uh arrested's name mm. um he was walking to uni and on his walk to uni he has to walk past like the um the new south wales parliament but i believe John Barilaro was leaving the funeral of a footy great i don't know footy so don't ask me who but he was about to get into a car and like John Barlow had already served him like the suing document uh, mm. documents and Christo just haven't had them in his bag. Mm. Except um, Barilaro's contact address was wrong. And in the legal system, if, if something like that is wrong, the court case can't proceed without it being fixed. So he mm. went up to John and was like, got his camera out because, you know, evidence mm -hmm. and was like, um, John, you're suing my boss. Like, can, can I talk to you for a minute? And Barlow just like got in his car and drove off. And Christo went, oh, shit. And then just kept going to uni. Sent Jordan the uh, footage, thank God. Because yeah. literally a couple hours later, um, plainclothes cops, plain car, uh... everything. Went in, arrested him in front of his family because they were having a family dinner. I assaulted wrote... his mom, assaulted his girlfriend, oh. nearly, nearly killed their dog. Oh no! And arrested him. That's so fucked up. And then put like massive bail conditions that were obviously gag orders. <sighs> and as a result, uh, the channel has been trying to fight for mm -hmm. essentially freedom since. Okay, no, I definitely have to check that out then. But yeah, if you want to learn about Australian politics and what's going on and and the fucking, actual truth about is it, is it one guy? 
Uh, it's a team, but it's one guy who is the face of the channel and what, does all the videos. What is he? Hmm. What is he? What is he? What is his stance? He's actually a true centrist, ironically. You think so? he, yeah, he has exposed corruption on both sides. Cool. Yep. That's the kind of person it's I just, in my life. Like he said, he's not particularly left or right leaning. He mm. just goes after corrupt assholes. Oh, okay. If that that's... happens to be mostly the Liberal Party, that's just what it is. Wait, I've, maybe my understanding of Liberal in Australia is different to what Liberal is in America. The but... Liberal Party are like our Republicans. Oh, what? Oh my God, yeah. that's so weird. That's Labor totally Party are our Democrats. That's so different to America. Yes. Because my, my, my only... Under, I've got... Very slow. I got a little bit of an understanding of New Zealand politics. I grew, mm. grew up there, and I kind of it's still kind of guesswork. Yeah. And but I don't fix fucking no understanding of Australian. But I've got like the better, the best understanding of all is America. Yeah. And that's because which I, is ironic, and that just shows uh, <laughs> media corruption within our country. Which, by the way, is another thing that you should really uh, keep an eye on. Uh, Kevin Rudd has actually been trying to. Uh, advocate for a royal commission into media bias into Australia because like what? for uh, media bias so like uh, people owning a monopoly on the media and therefore changing the narrative oh yeah yeah he want, what's he doing uh, he wants a royal commission into it which um, is basically a investigation into it like like we had the royal commission into aged care recently okay. well, I haven't heard about that either but carry oh, on okay, well, that, that's a thing I'm, educate me um, it's basically just like an independent inquiry and um, like a thorough investigation on what is happening in that particular sector. Like we had one into uh, banking yeah. not long ago as well and it, it revealed that a lot of banks were actually doing some very, very corrupt yeah. stuff and they got heavily fined as a result. But um, Good. currently there is, and it's it's undeniable, like so many people are trying to justify because like, oh, you know, Facebook exists and radio and stuff like that. But like print readership mm. actually controls the rest of the news narrative. Yeah. And like, Those biased motherfuckers. I think it's something like 70% of all print readership in Australia is owned by Rupert Murdoch. 100% no in Queensland. No way. Yeah. Jordan makes some really interesting videos, and so does Kevin Rudd, uh, detailing just how much that sort of influence has been uh, pushed into the reporting of politicians and stuff, which yeah. is actually really easy to tell in uh, Australia currently, because like you know how with the COVID crisis and everything that we've got going on here, uh, Dan Andrews, the Vic the Victorian premier, was like dragged over the coals repeatedly when Victoria were having their initial lockdowns and that mm. massive, massive problem with what was going on down there Why? for putting people into lockdown. He got, like, people were going at him and getting... Yeah, like, yeah, some... he was getting attacked so savagely, so even dark. though he pretty much saved Victoria yeah. almost single-handedly. Yeah, man. And then, you know, you look at New South Wales, which is having... A similar situation, but you know, Gladys Berejiklian still hasn't called an official lockdown and everything. Mm. And now we're, I think yesterday they had like 77 new cases or something like that. No shit, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Fuck, man. What? Uh, what the fuck? I think that's what it was. That's what this And they, wait, and they haven't shut their borders. 
They say, what the fuck? They haven't even put anyone into lockdown. Do you know how many we They need? have stay-at-home orders. Do you know what? How many? We don't even need like fucking five and they put start shutting our borders down. Yeah, and that's because we have a good fucking premium. Oh, uh, debatable. Oh, she's, she is actually fantastic. She's doing a very good job. I mean, but no, for, co- for COVID. For COVID stances. Oh, for COVID stances, yeah. I'm like, true. I think it's very surprising. I was surprised when I'm like, from that, because I really, from what my understanding of that, of our premium, mm. I've I've tried to look into it and it never well, what's comes your, up. What is your understanding of your, of our premiere? Because uh, this might actually it's so be a... slim. It's so slim, and I'm, prob- like, I'm probably like, what have you heard? I I tried to look into I tried to look into it, and she was it was I guess maybe it was an article. It must have, it could have been easily an article leading me the wrong way, and I wasn't I didn't look into it deeply enough. Because she gets attacked by the media a lot. It's the way that she was um, talking to someone that was interviewing her. And I can't remember the exact topic, but she was talking about a topic that she had no knowledge of, kind of mocking this, the, the topic, or she was talking about it quite, like, it seems... See, I've never heard of her doing that ever. <sighs> she, she... I did see an article where, uh, I, I can't remember which newspaper, but it was a newspaper, mm. was saying that the premier was being... Uh, you know, pick and choosy about questions and that because she called a uh, a journalist rude mm. um, and like sort of like refused to answer a question and that's terrible. You, you should answer all the questions and that. But like you watch the mm. video and everything and that journalist was being incredibly 